What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite part of every Tuesday. It's the hard count. Me and CJ breaking down everything over there in the football world. Hosting, as always, it's your boy, Connie. My guy, CJ, right below me. How we doing there, guy? Doing well, man. Uh, just relaxing, watching the game right now. Knicks Warriors. Uh, happy to talk some football. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, listen, an interesting week. Another another fun week, as the NFL always gives us some storylines coming out of even of even some of the bad games, even some of the bad games giving us storylines. So, with that being said, we'll do what we always do, and we will jump right into it. With that being said, before actually, I lied. We're not going to jump right into it because before we do, I got to tell the people, of course. Listen. We can't see your stuff on Twitter no more, and we love the people. We like to interact with the people. We are of the people. So we're now multifaceted, as CJ, as you know, I always like to say. And uh, listen, we're over there on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitch, and most importantly, people, we are also on ColorCast, where you can listen to us. If you don't think that we're you know beautiful, which I would disagree with you, you can go over to the ColorCast. You can leave it running right in the back of your phone. You don't got to, you know leave it up or anything you put it on in the background go do some you know chores or something whatever you got to do and you can hear us talk football but now we can get into it now we can get into it as we got some people in the color cast already perry has always shown some love what's going on brother um we got another man here. hello fellows i paused succession for this you know what yo all right that's a very that's a very important thing that you just said that you appreciate that (laughs) You want to know why? I, first of all, I need to know what what episode of Succession you are on. I believe Amber, that's you, right? Oh, you love me. I love you too. You know what can I say? Success, CJ, have you watched Succession? I have not, uh, bro. I heard a lot of buzz I, about it. Listen, though. I I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm <laughs> not going to spoil. But Succession has to be the most frustrating show I've ever watched in my entire damn life. Nothing makes me angrier than Succession. I swear to God, it's it's almost it's almost like a car wreck. Every time something's gonna go go good, nope. They you know no pun intended to the people that watch the show. They they crash mm. every single time, and I can't look away because I want to see something good eventually happen. But it just never ever does. But hey, you know what? I guess I guess they're doing a good job because I'm hooked. <laughs> I'm hooked on every episode. Pump for Spider Man. Come on, you can't even ask me. Listen, I'm gonna definitely I'm gonna, pump you know, for Spider Man. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back the curtain here a little bit, people. Nothing like a frustrated pump. New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you feel me? You feel me? The boys are in. Yes, sir. Shout out all the love going on in the color cast. Um, I'm gonna pull back the curtain here for a little bit, people. I, I, you know, I do a nice little baseball podcast on Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, called Backstop Banter. Which, by the way, if you haven't checked it out, you know the podcast is available everywhere. Just saying. Um, but your boy bought tickets to see Spider-Man on Thursday opening day at 9 p.m. So I'm either gonna have a fill-in this week, or uh, Michael's got it by himself. So just just throwing that out there, uh, you know. Hey, Mike, Michael, gotta. Got to find a sub for Thursday. And listen, I and you want to know what? I usually wouldn't do this, but it's the fact that I'm I'm tired of movies getting spoiled for the kid, bro. I can't do it no more. Endgame, low-key. Bro, in the ESPN comments of all places, get spoiled for me. ESPN. 
I'm, I'm pulling up. I'm reading through ESPN comments. I see this person dies. I said, bro, are we being serious right now? The, yeah. you know, Star Wars got spoiled for me as well. You know, talking about Han Solo gets clipped. I said, really, bro? Re- this is what we're doing now. Thanks a lot. So <laughs> I, I have to see it on Thursday. I don't have a choice. If you ain't seen it on Thursday, I don't know what to say. You know what exactly? That's exactly. What I'm well. Yeah, definitely got to see. Definitely got to get that. All right. Let's get into it, people. We start off, as we always do, Sunday night football. And, you know, now, oh, my God, why do I always do that? Monday night football, I mean. Monday night. <laughs> we'll get to the Sunday. But Monday night football had a big NFC West matchup. We had the Rams at the Cardinals. And, listen, before the game, honestly, you know, I, I was live doing Gen Z when I heard the news of Tyler Higby going out. I also heard that, you know, Jalen Ramsey was going to be out for this game. And I wasn't feeling too confident in those Rams. You know, I know, Christian, I believe that's you in here, so you're probably disappointed in me. But when I heard that, I wasn't too confident. They come out here, pull up big, 30-23 to 23 victory. You know, Kyler Murray has that big interception at the goal line, throws another one later in the game. Uh, Matthew Stafford throwing dots out here. Van Jefferson with that long touchdown. You know, his dad's on the sideline. Probably pumped, but can't actually be pumped because, you know, he's the uh, – wide receiver coach for the other the team. Cardinals, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a it was a very good game. You know, the Cardinals are in it all the way up until the end. Uh they get that onside kick and then some weird confusion at the end. Uh apparently the line thought that they were going to uh clock it. Kyler Murray obviously didn't clock it if you watch the game. Uh ends up getting sacked by Aaron Donald, which was his third of the game by the way. And listen, I'll say this Aaron Donald's probably not going to win defensive player of the year this year. It's it's probably just because it's the Brady, the MJ, the LeBron effect like that. Like Aaron Donald's probably the defensive player of the year. Every year he, he garners the most attention of anybody, you know, double double team and everything, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, three sacks out of him. He plays really well. Rams got that 30-23 win. And I think, I you know, it's weird. I, I said this on Gen Z, but I didn't. And then I looked at the stats after the game. The Cardinals are actually a better team on the road. I believe they're 7-0 and on the road this year. Um, and what are they like? Five, I don't know. They have Their, their record isn't stellar, to say the least, uh, at home. So they lose that number one seed. I, in fact, I think they drop all the way down to the three seed because the Packers have it one now. Bucks are at two. And I believe the Cardinals are at three. Um, so, hey, maybe <laughs> it's actually – Weirdly good for them that they won't be the number one seed at home field because they play better on the road, apparently. Um, but I guess this keeps the divisional race open. Obviously, the Rams nine and four now. Cardinals are ten and three, so there's still a chance. Uh, three and three at home, lost three straight. Thank you very much. See, this is why we got the best fans in the world. People telling us all the stuff that I don't actually know. Um, but yeah, so. A, a fun game, and let me tell you something. I said this in the chat last night. I got some pushback on it. Don't care, by the way. Don't care. Cooper Cup, best receiver in the league. Best receiver, you'll take him over Devontae? After, uh, this year? Hell yeah. You got the triple crown right now. You got yeah, yeah, yards and touchdowns. Is this definitely, definitely right there. Those are the top two. Uh, I mean, he finally got a, a good quarterback. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's putting up he's putting up some really good numbers with golf, and now you know having a, a talented guy like Stafford, and it seems like their chemistry even in their first years is uh, looks unmatched. So uh, happy for him and coming off the ACL a couple of years ago. 
Um, you know, it just looks like he hasn't missed a beat, and he's definitely playing like like it. I mean, he, between him and Devontae Adams, it's really it's no one, no one else is close right now in the league. No, not at all. I agree. CJ, what do you think? What do you think of the game? Yeah, this was a big win for the Rams. They needed this win. You know, they lost to, to the Cardinals earlier in the season at, at home, kind of like a blowout. I think it was 37 to 20 or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, they're coming off a win against the Jaguars, and everybody looked, you know, looked at that. Okay, yeah, that's an easy dub. Um, had lost to the 49ers the week prior on a Monday night football. Monday night fo- I mean, lost to the Packers, then lost to the Niners. And it was two in a row before that game against Jacksonville. And this was, this was an important win, one to stay alive in the division and also for seeding as well in, in the NFC. And I think they played they played really well. I mean, they got off early. Odell, hit Odell, Odell looks like he's, you know, he's healthy for one. Exactly. I mean, we got that in the comments right here. OBJ looks healthy. Do they resign him next year? Uh, it depends on what his price. It depends on what his asking price is. I'm not sure. I mean, it seems like the Sam Kroenke has. You know, he's just sending out <laughs> blank checks to everybody. They're able to get. <laughs> they're able to get Stafford and and Donald and Ramsey and. Von Miller lock up all these guys. OBJ. I mean, they're just buying players at this point. So, uh, if you know, Not if the money, team. yeah, if Les Steed and those guys can figure out a way to, you know, create some cap space to keep him for at least a year or two, uh, I think that'd be great. Maybe, maybe, maybe not, because you know, you would hope Robert Woods would come back, and it gave him an extension as well. So, and then you have to probably lock up Cup as well. But I'm not sure if, like, I mean, um, Cup has an an extension or not, but. Uh, Maybe, know, maybe. I mean, but it looks it looks it looks good right now for for OBJ in, in Los Angeles. A lot of questions over the first two games, and I'm happy for him. He's playing well. So many narratives was around him, and in, in terms of, oh, was it him or was it Baker? Who was the problem in in Cleveland? Well, well, now we see what you know the answer to that question. And obviously, you know, Baker's just not talented enough. And also, you could probably say Stefanski. Stefanski's not great of a play caller as Sean McVay. Uh, to put oh, to no. put OBJ in certain positions to succeed out there on the field, and you got to give the Rams a lot of credit. You know, he's only been there for four games, and he's getting some solid targets. Obviously, the the, the Woods injuries has helped his his target number increase, but he's he's making plays out there. Three touchdowns in a row um, over the four four games that he's been with been with the Rams, and he looks good. He looks comfortable. Um, like Amber said, he looks healthy. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, he just got an out breaking news that he had, he had got COVID. Bro, everybody in the NFL got COVID right now. Yeah, the, the outbreak I think, is. I think, I think I read something that there had been like thirty-seven cases up to this point, and in this last week, there's been like sixty. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's you know because it's getting really cold now. Yeah, that's um, what a lot of people think it is. You know, obviously, flu season, all that stuff is you know COVID and all that, and you know. Everybody's inside now. It's cold, the weather, and plus new variant and all that. Listen, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to sit and act like I know, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely been a, a lot of situations, like you said, the outbreak and, you know, him getting COVID was definitely another setback for them. On top of, like you said, when you first started the show with Jalen Ramsey, Tyler Higby also, um, unfortunately, getting COVID also. So, um, but, you know, for them to get this win was very important. Like I said, they needed this win desperately. And they came out and got it done. I think Stafford played really well. Cooper Cup was 13 receptions, a buck 25, and a touchdown. I mean, he's just a he's just an animal, man. And I mean, what else what else can you say? What else can you say about him? How well he's played? 
underrated guy coming from Eastern Washington. No one expected this, obviously, other than himself. And he's, he's definitely played at a high level right now. And like you said, definitely one of the best wide receivers in, in the NFL. The defense stepped up. Aaron Donald looking like, you know, the first battle Hall of Famer that he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, just creating havoc in that in that backfield. Um, Crows in trouble for the, the Cardinals offensive line. And this is what we expected. This is what we expected when they you know, they assembled this team. We, we expected them to win games like this against high-powered offenses. And uh, with, with the defense that they have, being able to stop some of those high-powered offenses that they have to go up against every single Sunday or Monday. And um, it's, it's good to see them finally get into their groove, and we'll see how long it's sustainable. Because like you said, the, the NFC at the top is extremely stacked, and they already have a loss to, the, to, to Green Bay. And they beat Tampa Bay. So it's like, it, and then they split one with Carolina. I mean, with Arizona. So it's really a, you know, at, at the top is, is you know, it's really a. Oh no, the NFC. See, see if you agree with me here. NFC and, and AFC completely different because the NFC is top heavy, and then everything else is like disgusting. AFC is like everybody's mid almost. Like there's the nine and four, you know, Patriots nine and four, the the uh, Chiefs nine and four. I think the Titans are too, and then like everybody else is seven and six. There's like 12 teams that are seven and six. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, I mean, uh, yeah, like it's kind of the same, really. I mean, out, outside of those four teams that you should said in the NFC, everyone else is like seven and six. I mean, you got the Vikings, the 49ers, uh, all these other teams are like, you know, middle of the pack. And it, it's going to be a while. That's why, that's why this episode is called Control What You Can, um, because uh, it, it's really going to come down to, you just got the details, the small details between all of these teams and these little intricacies and part of the game in order for them to to get the W. It's going to be close. Some of these teams have to go up against their divisional rivals. So, you know, you know, you know, you know, even if they're out of the playoffs uh, that for a team that go up against, you know, they don't want to give them any type of life to go into the playoffs because they don't like that team. So it's going to be you're going to have, you can't sleep. You really just you can't you can't have a bad Sunday. You can't uh, going forward this next month. then. Uh, I think it's important for and even for the ten and four teams because you want to have that seed now. Yeah. Make, it's making it more competitive with just Look having one seed. Yeah, ex- exactly. They exactly. need the one seed, in my opinion. Oh, well, I mean, they went on the road last year and you know won you the see, bowl. Here, see, so here's my thing though: there was no fans last year. Like uh, I that has right, yeah, to, that's, that, that has to do something to you. I mean, uh, you're course. gonna like they went into Green Bay. And they and they beat the Packers, but you're gonna tell me they can I mean, listen, I think it's possible. You have Tom Brady and probably the best, you know, offense in the league, but it's gonna be a hell of a lot harder to go into Green Bay now with a packed Lambeau field and do it than last year where it was cardboard cutouts. <laughs> yeah, it, it is, it is one one hundred percent. Home field is definitely gonna matter. Uh, I completely agree with you because of the fans being being there as a completely different element, and that's what you want in playoff football. So that that definitely is something that, that needs to be factored in this year. Uh, it's it's going to be a wild race. Uh, I can't I can't wait to see what happens. But and uh, and but back to this game for the Cardinals. Uh, just bad management by Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray uh, late in the game. You know people talk about the fourth and one that they weren't able to convert. But I think the third and one, when it was third and one, and Kyler just kind of threw a, a loft pass where he kind of kind of we could have just you know ran and got the first down or uh, just did, did something else that could have possibly. Uh, just just change the game and kind of give them a, a better look. They could have they could have easily converted that first down. They could have ran and got it. You know we know how great he is with his feet. So 
Uh, just just a and then they got the onside kick and you think they're gonna come back and then two hold two penalties on the false start and then the holding to push them back. It was just an ugly game by the Cardinals and laid down a stretch where they easily could have you know tied it up and, and got it in the OT and who knows what happened after that. But you know the Rams stayed true and and their their top guys on the on the other side uh, of, of the ball made some big time plays. When it comes to Aaron Donald and Von Miller also creating that pressure in order in order for Donald to get there uh, to end the game. You know, CJ, I had to make a face real quick because you know, we got the we got the cowgirl fans in the in the color cast, you know, over here talking about Cowboys Nation and yes and blah blah blah. I can't I almost you know, almost you know, it's a good thing that it's just an audio over there on the color cast so they didn't see my face, you know. Probably would have felt a little disrespected over there. Um <laughs> but yeah, most Perry also said, you know, most wide open the league has been in years, and then we got Ben in here. Uh so the birds still have a chance. That's the that's the thing, like the wild card is still wide open in the NFC. Like that part is wide open. I think the divisions, I think all the divisions are locked down, in my opinion. I know that the Rams just won and, and they're only one game back of the Cardinals. I don't know. I just think that I think the Cardinals will probably finish the year out strong. They'll be all right. Um we all know nobody's taking over the Bucks. We know nobody's taking over the Packers. And then, you know, with the Cowboys beating Washington, that was probably the last chance of the Cowboys losing their division. So, which, by the way, I think that makes it like it has to be like 13 years or something without a repeat division winner in that in there. I think the last I can't remember the last time somebody did it. It's, it's like an actual I don't know. Technically, I am a cowgirl, so that's true. You know, and Amber, you're right. Amber, you're right. You know, I can't I can't lie on that one. But crazy. Game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just that division. I mean, we, we all know that division is always. It's hot and cold. It's something. Yeah, it's it's always going to be a, a wild a wild ride, a wild race. Uh, but you know, fortunately for the Cowboys in this situation, they're able to just have a nice little lead. And and, and now for them, it's you know potentially trying to get that first seed, or or get a favorable team in the playoffs where they feel like they have a chance. Yeah, I, like I said, it's going to be fun. You know, Perry said it. Uh, we've said it before, but this is the most the league has been open in a long time. Uh, I see tweets about it every week. Nobody knows who's actually good in the NFL. And well, I still don't think we are. But, you know, there is one team that I do think that we all know is pretty good. And they're getting some people back. And that is the Packers. Now, I don't think there's too much. To... Now, see if you agree with me here. There's I take one thing away from this Packer-Bear game. And I take another thing away from it. One of them being the fact that, we, well, all right, three then. We'll say three. Packers are going to beat the Bears every year. Like, listen. If, if the Packers lose to the Bears one of these years, that's, you know, when you start packing your bags, you know, you kiss your family goodbye, you know, all that, things like that, because something catastrophic went wrong, clearly. Um, and then, two, you have to be good in all three phases of football. Like, everybody, you know, we look at offense, we look at defense, because that's what's on the field the most, and that's usually, that is what is the most important. But having good special teams does not go under the radar, especially, you know, when you look at, you know, the good teams and good teams are good at all three phases of football and the Packers in this game. You watch, if you watch their special teams, I mean, they give up the nine, they give up the 97 yard uh, punt return, which was the first punt return of the year. I believe they said, I, there were like three kickoff returns that I thought Khalil Herbert was taken back to the crib before he eventually got knocked out of bounds or tackled. Um, they give, they give up the, uh, well, there was an onside kick in this game too. Wasn't there? Oh wait, no, there was a muff punt um, as well. And then I think, I think there was an onside kick, but they lined up wrong or, or something like that. I can't. 
exactly remember 12 and his broken toe. You know, Amber, you're right, broken toe. I think he just wants sympathy from us. Um, but it was so listen, I don't take I don't take anything too big away. Like the Packers beat the Bears, like that's what they're supposed to do. Packers are 10 and 3, the Bears are four and nine for a reason. Congratulations. But also, like the Packers are one of these teams that I think think you can just say are good like we're everybody's kind of scared you know say that one this team is good or if this team is good but I think the Packers are finally a team that we can say yeah we know that they're good and you know I was I co-hosted with with Matt yesterday on Gen Z Josh had a little family thing pull up so Matt stepped on in and you know of course he had to remind me that they're not full health yet you know they got Jair Alexander coming back I believe Zadarius Smith is out as well um and it's not like they're nobody players. That's the big part of it, too. They're all pros. Like, they, they are pro ball, all pro players. So it's not like it's something casual where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, your third string cornerback is coming back. I don't know why you're that excited. Like, no, this is your lockdown corner and one of your better linebackers in the league. So it's not like it's, you know, some nobody. So I, I don't know if I'm ready to say the Packers are the best team in the league. Um, but I'm ready to say that I know that they're going to be a problem and they're probably going to be in another NFC conference championship game. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're always going to be in the dance one because they have Aaron Rodgers, and <laughs> you always have a shot when you have, you have a, a guy like him. He's easily could be in the MVP discussion as well. Uh, with up there with Brady doesn't necessarily have I believe the, he's second right now. And, and, Oz. And, and Oz. Yeah. I mean, it's easy. He's, he's going to be, he's going to be in that, in that discussion for a long time. And until he's playing, and I just feel like they're gonna have a shot. You know, as long as seventeen is healthy as well. You know, he's definitely a an elite wide receiver in this league, and it's tough to stop him. You can't double team him. I think uh, Matt Lafleur puts him in great positions to kind of avoid that double team a little bit. Has him play a little bit of slot, uh, not always having him on the outside, so that to have that safety come and help and just create some mismatches. So, and that chemistry is elite, and they have some. They have a really good running back core right now, and. AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones kind of coming back from that little MCL sprain. He's starting to get he's starting to get healthy, and it's going to be paramount for them to uh, finish drives, get in the red zone, get in the end zone, um, and having two backs that can do so is definitely something that that and that two favor. different types of backs. Exactly, two different type of backs that could and both honestly both could catch out the backfield. But like you said, they have different styles. One's a bruiser. One's more of a one one cut guy. Uh, so. You know, offense is dynamic, and then, and like you alluded to with the defense, getting Jair's Zaris back, you need great pass rush, and you need great corners. And if you get your best corner and your best pass rusher back, that's that's what you need, especially against the, you know the elite quarterbacks that we see that they have to go. They're probably going to have to see in the playoffs: Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, and those guys. So you got you got you need guys to cover those guys' best receivers, and you need and you need the the pass rushers to get to those guys and disrupt some of the the timing from the quarterback. So they, they look good. I mean, they're always going to be good. You got to give LaFleur a lot of credit. Yes. He has Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's so how you know. Yeah. So did McCarthy. Yeah. And, and they, and they had, they had some really good years as well. So you can't, you can't have success in the league as a coach. If you don't have a good quarterback. I mean, no. it's, it's just, or, or at least a, at least a competent one, a solid one. So, and if you have one as great as, as great as Rodgers, of course, you're always going to be a Always going to have a chance, but you know I think the defense is definitely one of the big surprises this year. Yeah, they had some some special teams mishaps throughout the game, and and that's that's going to be key. They're going to have to clean that up. 
because a lot of people sleep on on punters and and the punts. Yes. It, it, you know, it, it really it really plays a big factor when it comes to down the distance and having certain field field position throughout well, the game. Look at the Rams, Johnny Hecker, that man putting people inside the five every game. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, it changes your entire play calling for a defense and for an offense if you have the right, you know, field position throughout after a punt. So, you know, people sleep people sleep on those things and, you know, kind of just overlook it. But, you know, it's definitely a key factor. That's why you, a lot of, you see a lot of coaches and a lot of players say all three phases of the game and not just two. Then we got Amber in here. Does 12 come back next season? Also, Adams is due for another big payday as well. I mean, I, I've jokingly said that I think Rodgers is going somewhere. Um, I think it would make things very fun if he did. Uh, I, but I, like you, like you've always said, in CJ, if I'm him, what is the point of leaving that division? Like we talk about, you know, Brady and and you know the AFC East and and how bad that was for. Like that's what Rodgers has. He owns that division. Like the only time the Packers aren't going to win that division is if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. You know, the, the, the Vikings, you know, make you think every year that they're going to do something they never do. Uh, the Bears haven't been relevant God knows how long. Um, and then, I mean, really? Do I have to say anything about the Lions, really? <laughs> so, uh, listen, if I'm him, if the relationship is that bad, I guess he doesn't come back. But if, if it's even a smidgen away, from being mendable, I'm, I'm staying there, and I'm collecting another four or five NFC uh, North, yeah, NFC North uh, championship banners because they're going to win the division every year, and I'm going to move on and play in the NFC Conference Championship basically every year. Uh, there's what's the point in leaving? I mean, I, I guess the only reason you do leave is is if you know you're like, listen, bro, we can't get any free agents to come play here. I'm Aaron Rodgers. We're good every year, and I still can't get a free agent to come sign here. So imagine if I'm Aaron Rodgers, you know, in San Francisco. I wonder if we can get a free agent then, huh? Or, you know, I'm, I'm Aaron Rodgers in Pittsburgh. I wonder if we can get a free agent now. So I, I guess that's the only reason you really leave. But, hey, it hasn't been broken. So what's the point in fixing? You haven't been getting free agents for, for who knows how long, and you're still, you know, good year in, year out. Uh, I think if Adams signs 12 stays, some re some reason, I think they stay together. I mean, I would stay together if I was them too. Look at that connection, how good they are. Um, you know, uh, Adams probably makes Rodgers better, and Rodgers makes Adams obviously a lot better as well. So I, I wouldn't disagree there. Adams is about to break the bank, but he's so gifted and they're, and they're screwed without him. Well, the good news on that end is CJ, I don't know if you saw it today. I sent it in the group chat. So I guess the cap this year is 182, and the next season it's going up to 208. So, I mean, that's what, like $20 like, million? Dollars? Yeah, 20 something. Yeah, 20, so, 20 north of 20. Yeah, so you're, uh, you're, you're going to be doing fine in the money department, apparently, next, next season. So I don't know. I don't know. Winning, winning cures all. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, yes, they've had some issues in the offseason. You know, everything's been pretty much put to the forefront. Everything that happened with the draft last year, drafting Jordan Love and and then Aaron Rodgers, you know, opening up, talking up in this year's draft, you know, kind of saying he wants out. And, and you know, a lot of things got leaked between his issues between him and the front office. I just think both, I, I said this 
they're in the they're in the summer, they're in the offseason. I just think both have to put their egos aside, but more 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 so the the front office for the Packers. I mean, you, you can't you can't have any type of ego and feel like you know you could build a team that's that would be better than without Aaron Rodgers than what you have right now. There's no, there's no way you could have all you could, there's no way you could be that high and mighty and have that type of pride. Um, it's 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 ludicrous in my opinion <laughs> if you if you think that way. And you know they need to be able to keep him. Yeah, sign, you know, sign some guys, sign a couple guys that could, you know, make some plays. I'm pretty sure a lot of guys want to play play with Rodgers. Yes, you know, you're going to be in the cold for four months. And then, you know, for the, the next eight months, you know, you can do it, chill, do whatever you want. <laughs> so uh, and, and go and go chill, whatever type of weather you want to be in. But you have a chance to win when you're playing with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. And yes, you know, he has a different personality. You know, his personality is not the you know, robotic, say what everybody wants you to say, quarterback, and it may not be liked by most or, or or many, but when he steps out on the field, he's one of the greatest to ever do it, hands down. I mean, he's playing with a broken toe right now. Uh, you could say whatever you want. You could you could judge and say it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I mean he's literally on his feet every single snap. So <laughs> drop back in the pocket. You got guys, 350-pound linemen at his feet. You got 240-pound linemen out on the the end and backers trying to get him and take him down. And he's a mobile guy. So it's not like he's just one of these stationary guys like Brady that just stands in the pocket all day. You know, he makes a living off being, you know, improvising and making plays. So uh, it's it's a big deal for and it's on his left foot and that's and he's a right-handed quarterback. So you're on your on your left side. That's where you plant to throw the football. So it's a big deal. Um, And you know he's still playing hurt. Uh, playing at a high level, four four touchdowns against the Bears. I need to make that marriage work. You don't want to have the at the end. You don't have Bill Belichick as your head coach, and I like and I like Lafleur, and I gave him a lot of credit for what he's done. But you, you can't you, you can't be you can't be arrogant in this situation. Oh, I don't know. You can't. And um, I just feel like the Packers, the front office, they're gonna have to figure it out. And 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 make this relationship work with Rogers. And like Amber said, you pay Adams. They have great they have great rapport, and you'll be and you'll be all right. You'll be all right. You're gonna be in a dance. You're gonna have a chance every single year if you have those guys lock up some of those guys on the defense, and they're always gonna have a shot. Brady's gonna be out the league in a year or two. Rogers will still be there, and he'll he'll be the best quarterback in that conference still. And and like you like and uh, the division, it's easy. It's easy. Six wins. It's light. It's like the, the Lions are 111 and one. They're not getting better anytime soon. <laughs> They're not getting better. They're not getting better any, anytime soon. The Vikings are going to have an, a, a new head coach uh, at season's end, maybe a new quarterback at season's end. And the Bears are going to have a new head coach at season's end. So why not be the most stable team in that division? It's like I said, you go, you go six and oh, five and one at minimum. You might split one with Minnesota. Minnesota has a good game. Maybe it may be true. It just doesn't make sense for both sides to to break up this marriage, man. I don't get it. You don't want to have a far situation, and where you, where you're scrambling. They got lucky. You get lucky, bro. Like you know, you know, it's it's not easy to find a franchise guy for for 15 years. You you can't just say, oh, well, we had Favre and we went to Rogers, so you know we could go from Rogers to whoever after. Well, that's the question. We got we got that in here too. If if Aaron Rodgers plays four more years, do you think they keep Love waiting? I don't yeah, think you can. Well, Love would be in the league for like seven years at that point. Right, yeah, which is for quarterback is not is not a long time. So no, 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 no. But I'm saying Love would be in the league for seven years behind Aaron Rodgers. You're thinking Love doesn't want to go and play? Yeah, but who's going to who's going to take a chance on him? I mean, sure, things can happen during that time, but who's going to take a chance? And unless he he's going to have to have right, like stellar preseasons. 
Kelsey. This is a crazy quarterback time. You know somebody will. Yeah, well, somebody. We got, we got people trading five draft picks because somebody had a good pro day where they throw to each other in shorts. God, that's the truth. <laughs> You said say that again, my bad. No, I saw Amber's comment. Golf is the truth. Yeah, um, but I'm saying we got people trading draft picks galore to move up because somebody had a good pro day where they threw to, to a wide receiver they played with for four years while they were in shorts with no defenders. You think somebody won't say, "Oh, look, Jordan Love, you know, actually played an NFL game and he sat behind Aaron Rodgers to learn." So we'll, you know, we'll give you a fifth round pick for him. Yeah, there are going to be teams that are arrogant like that and feel like, yo, I could turn this guy into a franchise guy. Sure, but I mean, what's what's the I mean, so many other factors have to play into him being successful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't just throw him on any team where year five, year six, and be like, he's he's going to be the after zero type of evidence. Like I said, the only way you're going to have to he's going to have to play well in these preseason games where Rodgers is not going to play. And he's going to have to come in those games and really, you know, that's really his, that's going to be his audition. Or if something happens with an injury with Rodgers or he gets hurt, he wins a game or two, like Garoppolo, like if Brady didn't get suspended those first four games and nobody, and nobody saw what Garoppolo was able to do, he wouldn't have got that shot against, yeah, against to, to get to San Fran. Right. So those are the type of things that are going to have, going to have to happen if he's, if he wants a shot um, elsewhere, if it doesn't work out. Um, in Green Bay, but I think right now, I mean, if you're if you're a front office for Green Bay, you can't think about that. I mean, you got you got a guy still in his prime at 37, playing at a, playing at a high level, even at 37, playing at a high level, uh, top two quarterback in the league. You can't mess that up and start thinking about Jordan Love. It's uh, I don't know. I just I, if I'm if I'm Jordan Love, there's no way I'm sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for seven years. That's like, fair. Like you yeah. said. Like, I know you said, you know, there would have to be a circumstance where he actually plays so people knew what he looked like. But I don't know. Somebody would be willing to take a chance. The NFL is crazy when it comes to quarterback. They will do anything to find a quarterback. Because if you find that quarterback, you're good for the rest of your career. You can you can save your career with one quarterback. You could be – listen, I'll tell you something right now. If Matt Nagy had the exact same career up to this point, but at the start of this season, somehow they, they traded for Russell Wilson. Guarantee you he's not getting fired next year. Because he they have they have Russell Wilson now. They I guarantee they'd be better than four and nine. So once you find that quarterback, you can save yourself. I mean, look at GMs. They find one quarterback and all of a sudden, you know, 20 years down the road, we're like, oh well, well, well this is who they got in the draft. Well, yeah, guess what? That was 20 years ago. And since then they've drafted 19 busts. But it doesn't matter because they found their one quarterback. Um, That's true. I wouldn't do that either. The league is getting younger at that position. But, hey, still dominated by the old guys. And speaking of these old guys, let's move on to the next game, I should say. The Bucks and the Bills, what was obviously the game of the week in many people's eyes, uh, and it did not look like that. It did not look like that in the beginning uh, of the first half. I believe it was like, what was it, like 24 nothing at one point? 24-3, I think. 24-3, you know, obviously the Bucks have a big lead. They're going crazy in the first half. Bills can't do anything. Second half, Bills uh, circle the wagon, as Boomer always like, like to uh, say. And they, they come back. They drive down last possession of the game, you know, score that field goal. They go into overtime, three and out uh, for the Bills, and the Bucks take over. Brady throws that touchdown pass to Brashard Perriman. 
which was his 700th career touchdown pass, you know, postseason and regular season combined. Uh, Brady also broke the completion record in the in this game, passing Drew Brees. So now, I mean, listen, obviously Brady's going to have like every single record because he's played forever. But the fact that he just keeps going is is unbelievable. God, we're really lucky, CJ. We got to see that man for a long time. Yeah, no man. one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Amber, you know what? You're Boomer right. classic. Boomer classic. Indeed. Classic. You couldn't watch Boomer without him saying that. Or the Raiders. Yeah, it's facts. <laughs> One of my friends says it perfectly. I'm not going to do it, but he, he does it. <laughs> Come on, you're, not, you're not an impersonator over here? Nah, it's not, it's not my style. He <laughs> said that's style. not me, fam. Nah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, just another uh, – this, this man, this has to suck for the Bills, bro. Because you get that – you get the, the toss in overtime. You had just gone down the field, gotten that field goal. And, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I wanted the Bucks to win, first of all, because I like Brady. Second of all, because it helps the Patriots out in the division. But you Yo, look, hold on. Before OT, was it PI on Diggs? Bro, that's exactly what I was getting to. Okay. That's exactly what I was getting to. You cannot tell me that that wasn't PI on Diggs. That was so obviously defensive pass interference that the fact that they didn't call that astonished me. Like I was genuinely sitting there, like, damn, the the Bucks are gonna lose this game now, and then there was no flag. I was like, damn, did they leave it at home or something? That was a. I listen, like I said, wanted the Bucks to win. Pay, uh, uh, Brady fan, it helps the Patriots in the division. There is no way that that was not a defensive pass interference. No way. So, listen, doesn't get called. Bucks go three and out, and listen, they had the chance. They had their chance, you know, to go down and score and end the game. Uh, obviously they don't, you give the ball, you give the ball back to Brady as my, you know, AirPod falls out. Of course, um, <laughs> you give the ball back to Brady and then he hits a crossing route to Broussard Perriman goes all the way. Uh, Edmonds didn't play it, you know, very well, you know, looked in one direction. He's coming across the other way, but it, it has to hurt, man. It, it does because, you know, the bills are at they're, they're coming back off after that loss to new England where, you know, the media is talking about, are you guys embarrassed? And, you know, people are clowning them all week for letting the Patriots run on them. And then they're down big. They make the comeback. Josh Allen out here fighting for his life. He looked like Mahomes in that Super Bowl against the Bucs. I mean, there was not a play where I think Josh Allen stayed in the pocket for more than two seconds. I mean, they were all over him. Uh, and then, you know, what the funny thing is they don't run the ball. The, that That is their fatal flaw, bro. Like, you can't like that's why they aren't going to win a Super Bowl. Their fatal flaw is not being able to run the ball. You have to be able to keep teams honest, bro. Like you can't do one thing. The NFL is way too even, and people are way too smart for you Sorry. to only do one thing and and be able to win. And the and the Bills can't run the ball. I think they ran the ball like three times with the running back in the first half. And then, you know, in the second half, they really turned around because they started running the ball and they were having some success, not only with Josh Allen, but with the running backs. You know, that helped out the pass game. Obviously, the defense got some stops, uh, obviously, in the second half because the Bucks only kicked a field goal in that second half. And they were so close, man, so close. And now, crazy two weeks, they go from first in the division, you know, recently to now they're the seventh seed. They are, they are the seventh seed in – in the uh, playoffs right now. Now, listen, I think they're still going to make the playoffs because their last four games, they play not, not in this order. I don't remember the order. They play 
the the Jets, the Patriots, the Falcons, and the Panthers. So they're going to beat everybody, probably besides the Patriots, <laughs> of course. Um, so what? They're going to win ten games, and they're probably going to end up making the playoffs. But there, it's it's just a fatal flaw that they can't run the ball. Like I said, you can't be in this league and only do one thing. People are going to be able to stop it. They're way too smart not to. Man, that's a tough loss. Tough loss for the for the Bills. I was talking to my guy Nick on Sunday. Oh, uh, yo, where's Nick, bro? Yeah, he's going through. Yeah, he's working right now, man. Working Christmas season, season time, man. He's. I miss my man, Nick. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see him on this show. Nah, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely, I'm gonna try to see if we could, uh, we could set something up in the next couple of weeks or so. But, oh uh, yeah, my guy's working. But I spoke to him on Sunday. He was going through it, bro. He was, he was, he was stressed. <laughs> and he felt like the the uh, the PI, but on on Carlton Davis. Which was a big time call would have put him right there at the one. Did you think it was? Oh yeah, for sure, uh, for okay. sure. I mean, you know, they were really tussling, and right, right there, you, you can't, you can't not throw that flag. And you know, that's you know, that's when people say, you know, Brady gets gifted by the refs, and it's so easy <laughs> to throw those, you know, it's so easy to throw those narratives out there when certain things like that happen. But truth be told, you know, the Bills they put themselves in that hole to begin with. Like you said, twenty four three to start the game, you just can't. You can't start off the game like that on the road, especially especially what happened after what happened on Monday night. You, you have to you have to come you have to come out with some type of urgency, and they just didn't do that, and they let the Bucks pretty much you know blow them out up until the second half. They started to realize, yo, we, you know, we need to wake up. We need to start getting some drives together, putting some plays together if you want to win this game. And the Bucks, you know, had some some terrible offensive possessions where they had a lot of three and outs. The offense looked very lethargic, looked very lazy. Uh, Brady missing a lot of throws to, to Mike Evans, missing some throws to, to Godwin and Gronk as well, which and it gave it gave the, the Bills some more opportunities to try to you know move down the field and and get it going. Like you alluded to, first half, you know, I don't I don't I think it was only maybe one or two rushing yeah, attempts from like a running that. from a running back. You can't you can't have that happen. And you know we've been you know I've, I've said this for the last you know month or so about the Bills where they don't have that their physical running back that can change the game for them. And you, you need that. You, you need a guy, you need a change of pace guy. Cause if you're just one dimensional, it just, it just opens up the different type of, it just opens up the floodgates for defensive coordinators to send whatever at you, knowing that you don't have a running game. They could blitz you. They could do so many different things. And uh, hopefully they could there have the ability to add that in the off season. And the Buccaneers that went in the OT the Bills did have an opportunity to, you know, change, change, change this game. They had the ball first in OT. I thought, okay, just giving some life. You know, they're coming off of coming coming back, tying the football game, being able to have some type of momentum, and maybe move down the field, get a touchdown, and get a big win on the road in Tampa Bay. Unfortunately, got a three and out. And then the Bucks, they they had their call with the PI or Mike Evans, Levi Wallace over there on the left sideline, and. They do a they do a pick play and man coverage. Everybody goes to Mike Evans. They leave Rashad Perryman wide open, and Brady Brady dives up Perryman and Perryman goes to the crib, and you know that's that's all she wrote. So it's just a tough game for for the Bills, but they have they have to start off better. They have to start off better. Have to have some type of urgency. A lot of people saying it's over and it's done. Like I said, it's tough to say it's over, uh, because again, the rest the last their next four games are really favorable. 
Um, you know, they, they play New England. That's still a, you know, that's to me, that's still a 50-50 game because it's a, yeah. divisional, it's a divisional game. So any, anything can happen. be able to pass the ball this time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. That, that, definitely, for sure. <laughs> and... and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a definitely a, a close game. So you can't, you can't, you can't sleep on on the Bills, especially when it comes to that standpoint, because they, they want to keep their playoff hopes alive. And then they have some favorable matchups, like you said, the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Jets. They should win all three of those games if, if they play to the level that we expect them to. You know, if they come out and, and play like how they played in the first half against Tampa Bay, or have one of these, you know, slow games like they did against the Colts or, or the Jaguars and leave these bad teams with some type of momentum that they feel like they could win the game, then, you know, then we might see an L. But if they play to the level that uh, we expect them to with the talent that they have around them, despite not having a, a consistent run game, they should be able to win those games and they should be able to get in the playoffs. And honestly, like you said, they, they could win. I, I like, the, I would, I don't think if they get in the playoffs and they play any one of these teams, the Ravens, the Titans, I think a lot of people would pick them. I mean, especially, yeah, I with, the, especially with the injuries going on in Baltimore, if the Baltimore is, is, gets in. Uh, Titans as well. We don't know the timetable when, if Henry is going to come back, if he's going to come back, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, we just, we don't know the, you know, we don't know the return dates on those guys. Um, if there's any at all. So uh, if they're getting a dance. They're going to have a shot just like anybody else in, in that AFC East. And that's just going to be on them to get it right. Yeah, exactly. You know, the AFC is wide open. Like I said, it's it's a bunch of nine and four teams at the top and everybody else is seven and six. So, uh, like, are you really that scared of anybody? Like, and I think every team has to look at it that way. You know, it, it's listen, I might be the seven seed, whoever that may be. But why can't I beat, you know, the number two seed in this wild card game? They're one game better than me. <laughs> so. And that's the other thing. A lot of these teams have some weird losses like obviously you know Patriots losing to the to the Dolphins early on now it doesn't look as bad now because the Dolphins got hot but we have to look at the timetable when they lost and that's when they were you know on their 0-7 streak not on their you know five game win streak and then uh you know you got to look at the the Jags beating the Bills and the Titans losing to the Jets and the Jags and I I mean it's it doesn't make sense. The AFC, the AFC is the one where I'll say I have no idea. Like I, I would think the Patriots are playing the best right now and probably Kansas City. But what am I gonna be shocked if either one of them lose? Like I really wouldn't. Like the NFC, I think I think the conference championship game is gonna be the Packers and the and the Bucks again. Like I really do. And would now would I be shocked out of my mind if the Cardinals or, you know, the Rams make it there? No, but that's four teams. And in the AFC, I'm, I'm not surprised if six make it <laughs> like it, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, but it's fun. Everything looks fun. The Ravens are hanging on by a thread. Casey looks the best with the Pats. Uh, Bills haven't beaten anybody. Listen, Hot take central over here in the color cast. I mean, nobody knows what's going on. Well, can, let's be honest, people. We're supposed to know because we got the show. But, hey, not everybody knows everything. But we'll move on to another great game. That was the 49ers at the Bengals. CJ, I'm a little upset. I picked the Bengals in this one. I would have been up one game on Josh in the pick segment for Gen Z. But the Bengals had to take the L. Just had to take it. Well, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Not mad about it. Um, 
But this is another one. Uh, I, I, right, if I'm not mistaken, the, the 49ers were, were playing very well. The Bengals were down, you know, significantly, I would I would say. Uh, and then the Bengals come back. They force the OT. The 49ers missed the field goal at the end of regulation. Uh, then the Bengals, I believe, right, they kicked a field goal in overtime. 49ers go down. And what a hell of a play by Brandon Ayuk. I mean – you watch that play in real time, you're like, okay, like they're probably going to score here and end the game, but that, they didn't win it on that one. Like that would have been crazy. And they slowed it down, and this man was tiptoeing in the Jordans right across <laughs> the sideline. It was a beautiful, beautiful play. And the 49ers end up winning the game. So they stay in the playoff hunt. This this hurts the Bengals so bad, man. They they went from, you know, they, if they win Does the it? game. But all right, you're right. You're right. But if that they division game, is wide open, bro. <laughs> if they, but that's what I'm saying. If they won this game, they would have been winning the division. Nah, sure, yeah, definitely, yeah. And I think it also took their. I feel like it took their playoff percent chances like under, like below fifty. I think mm-hmm. it went to like forty six. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the conference standings and and this that tiebreaker blah blah blah. No one wants the North Amber, you know. <laughs> You're exactly right. Seriously, you are absolutely right. seriously. I, 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 you know what? I still think the Browns are going to win it. I really do. Especially it's, if Lamar. It's right there. I mean, they beat the Bengals already. They clapped the Bengals, actually. Yeah. Um, they clapped they beat the Ravens. And, and they beat they beat the Ravens. Uh, so it's there. If you know, if anything, Baker, I mean, if, if there was any moment at this point right now for Baker to, I mean, we'll get to that game, but yeah, go ahead. No, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I have no, no the North is going to be fun, but uh, I think the Bengals, if I'm not mistaken, are on the outside looking in if the playoffs, let me, let me take a gander. Let me take a gander. NFL playoff picture. I'm going to tell the people right now as I'm looking it up. I'll tell you how, how we're doing. So, uh, AFC, yeah. we know the top four, obviously. We got the uh, Patriots. We have the Chiefs. We have the Titans. And then we had – all right, you know what, never mind. I guess the uh, – it just doesn't want to work for the kid. You know, didn't feel like it. Um, but then after that, it would be the Ravens, right? Because – oh, there we go. I got it now. Yeah. And then the Chargers are the five seed. Colts are the six seed. You know, sneaky Colts. They didn't even play this week, but they move into the playoff picture because of everything that happened. And then the Bills are number seven. And then, hey, look, Browns are number eight. The Bengals, yep, are number nine now. Even the Broncos are number 10. They're seven and six. Steelers are still there, six and six. I mean, the Raiders are still here, six and seven. So it's it's a mess, man. It's a freaking mess. But I, I don't know. I think the Browns are going to do it. But this game was good. This was a good game, you know. This was kind of – this was another late window game. It was fun, you know. This game ends up going into overtime. Same time the Bucks game is in overtime. And some good uh, some good late game football made up for everything in the 1 o'clock hour, which I wasn't with. Wasn't with. What did you think about this game? Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of going the same way the Bills and the Buccaneers was going. I mean, the 49ers kind of had the lead and – you know, it looked like it was an ugly game from Cincinnati. Here we go again. And they they found some life. Jamar Chase and Burrow really hit their stride in the second half. Chase made a big-time play in the, in the red zone, you know, on the sideline, uh, on the back pylon, excuse me. Uh, where it looked like, I mean, it looked like his foot was out, but he was able to, you know, keep his heel up 
and, and keep that keep the front of his feet in bounds and and make that touchdown grab. That was a big time play. Yeah. Uh, by by Chase, who you know who's, who's been uh, you know struggling a little bit over these last few weeks, um, you know t- since you know the the crazy game he had against uh, the Ravens. The so Ravens, yeah, the Ravens game, yeah. And you know he he really bounced back. Burrow playing with the, with the pinky finger being messed up was dealing in that second half, and I mean Kittle Kittle was was the X factor in this game. You know third down. You got to know that's where Jimmy is going. You have to know. These defenses, I mean, third when it's third and whatever, I mean, it was like third and 15, third and eight. It doesn't matter what it is. You have to know Garoppolo is looking for, for 85, and they just weren't able to stop him. And he was able to just kill those drives. Well, kill, yeah, kill, kill the drives for the Bengals situation, but keep keep the drives going for San Fran. And, and they were able to, you know, win this game and, and like you said, Brandon Ayuk, man, big time, big time play uh, by him on on the sideline, being able to somehow uh, be in bounds, get the ball in front of the pylon, know to score the touchdown. A lot of focus, a lot of uh, discipline in terms of making that play. He made he made a great play. They got some guys, man. Like I said, Debo Samuel had a touchdown in this game as well, if I'm not mistaken. They got some guys, yeah, man. If if, so. uh, if if Trey Lance is is what you know people hope you know he, he's gonna be. You know, if he turns out to really be a guy, um, uh, is, is he, this, this could be a really, really high-powered offense um, with with his ability to run the football, and we'll see if he's able to, you know, be an elite passer as well. You know, if both of those things are clicking, and with the offense, with the offensive weapons that they already have at their disposal, with the with the high-powered offensive line, with the run game that we know Kyle Shanahan is is favored in, and he's you know he does a great job of scheming things up. If they're able to get that right. Uh, you know they they could be a, a force for years to come. So uh, credit credit for the for the 49ers to get this win. A lot of people had their doubts. We had their doubts earlier in the season. You know what's going to happen? Garoppolo Garoppolo was able to get healthy. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people, not just you. <laughs> I think a lot of people had their doubts because I think a lot of people thought highly of them because they were going to get healthy after last year being so um, injury struck, and then the year before going to the bowl being 13 and three. So. You know, it seems like they're hitting their stride right now. Um, they have all their pieces together on both sides of the football. And I got to give a lot of credit to also on the defensive end, D'Amico Ryans, calling great games um, as a defensive coordinator. I think this is his first year being in the D.C. Um, ever. So, you know, he's doing a really solid job. He had a really good career as a linebacker in the NFL in his time. And I think he's doing a good job with that defense. And, you know, if they're able to, you know, they just got to keep winning. Garoppolo just not making mistakes. Taking over, yeah, exactly. Yep, taking over for Salah, and all Garoppolo has to do is just not make mistakes. You know, whatever, dink and dunk, whatever you want to call it. I mean, if they get in the end zone and score seven, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You know, as long as you get seven, whether it's running the football or passing it, and they're going to have a shot. So, uh, credit to the 49ers, credit to Kyle Shanahan for getting things back, getting over 500, and then for the Bengals, like you know, like like I said, they they have. Clear cut opportunities to get it done, and, and you know, really, really make their make their statement known that we're here, and you know, they just haven't done it yet, and they they're gonna have you know, division is there for the taking for all you know, three of those teams, even really the Steelers even have life. It's crazy as you it know, sounds. Matt said on on Gen Z yesterday that he projected them to win it. It's not, I mean, I, I told him he was off. It's the not pack. a back. I'm not gonna lie, he could be, he could be off the pack. <laughs> <laughs> he could be off the pack, but. Just the way the, the way the team the the inconsistencies from from all four of the teams is like 
you just don't know. You have no clue. So, and then with the Ravens being so in, like having so many injuries, now Lamar gets hurt. So it's like you don't know what you don't know what's going to happen. Lamar at this misses point. a millisecond of game time. The Ravens clipped. It's yeah, it's clipped. Definitely clipped. So. Uh, even though, despite the Bengals losing this game, they still have life. I think they they have to be able to try to get that. They have to be able to get that division, and and, and try to you know get some wins and get some momentum going if they want to get they want to get into the dance. It's just I run out of things to say because it's such a mess. Like I, I you know, everybody tries to sound smart, but I think another smart thing is admitting when you have no idea what's going on yeah, and not 100%. trying to be the smartest person in the room. And I don't know. Are the like are the Bengals the team that clapped the Ravens, or are they the team that you know got blown out? Like I, I don't know. They're 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 both apparently. Yeah, we're yeah, that's why they're seven and, and six. That, that's the thing. Like <laughs> that's why the the playoffs, man, is such a it's so hard, man. Because you know you talk about any given Sunday on you know a regular season week. And yeah, that's true. But man, especially in the playoffs, like if all of a sudden, you know, your quarterback has one bad day in the regular season, yeah, you move on next week. Playoffs, you're done. Your season's over. Bye bye. So who says in the playoffs, you know, Joe Joe Burrow doesn't turn into, you know, Tom Brady for a game. And we, now all of a sudden we're going to pick them to make the Super Bowl. And then the next game, he turns into a pumpkin. So it's. It's gonna be fun, man. It this division is an absolute mess. I mean, no, and you know what? Here's the other thing too. You look at the quarterbacks; not not a single one of them is healthy. Joe Burrow got a got a pinky that's putting up gang signs. You got Lamar with the ankle. You got sure. Baker, who isn't even it, it, he doesn't even have an injury designation. It literally just says hurt. Like that's what he is. He, he it's not like ankle that no, it's just. Baker, basically. Baker. <laughs> so, so it's 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 gonna be it's it's gonna be fun down the stretch, man. We got four games left, people. Four games. Season is flying by. Who would have thought four games already? Feels like the season just started. Um, next up, Broncos at the Lions or Lions at the Broncos, I should say. Listen, I don't take anything out of this game. I mean, the only thing that I that the only reason I there was a point in paying attention to this game is to see what they did to honor Demarius Thomas. Uh, obviously, lost him uh, on the last Thursday uh, <clears throat> as that game, you know, was kind of winding down. Uh, I guess he had gotten into a car accident earlier in this year or late last year. Had started suffering seizures from all that. Sounded like he was just at his crib taking a shower. Uh, ended up unfortunately having one passed away. So that was a big thing that I took away from this Broncos with a lovely thing. You know, if you remember Washington after uh, Sean Taylor passed away, they lined up with 10 people on defense, uh, which, by the way, the team in that game that ran the ball for like 20 yards on the first play. Bad guys. Um, but Broncos do this. They line up on offense, 10 people on one side. They leave uh, Demarius Thomas's um, <clears throat> uh, position, which Cortland Sutton plays now. They left him off the field. Uh, they get the delay of game. Lions with the classy move, they decline it. And uh, other than that, Broncos dominate this one. You know, there's got to be something above, man. Last last drive of the game for the Broncos where they score was 88 yards, of course. Um, and, you know, Justin Simmons has the interception. 
it ran, runs over to the Demarius Thomas thing, you know, puts the ball down. They all stand over. So beautiful thing out of them. But as for the game itself, it's, it's you know, the 111 and one Lions uh, going up against the Broncos. The Broncos did what they had to do. And listen, I don't think the Lions are going to draft a quarterback, but we know Jared Goff is not very good. I'll tell you that. I will just say that. Yeah, for everything that you this 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 was the game for for DT one hundred percent. Like you said, prayers up to, to the family, condolences for their family losing losing someone like that. But definitely one of the best wide receivers, and you know underrated two, as a mother, bro. Very underrated. I mean, because uh, it, what he was in the prime of Julio, and you know, uh, yeah, Des, yep, Antonio was Brown still around. Calvin was yeah, he was still around. Yep, Calvin. AJ so, Green, all of those guys, yeah. You know, once they got Peyton, you know, he really took off. He took off that four-year stretch he had with Peyton, man. Let yeah. me tell you something. You yeah, did not want to see Demarius Thomas walking into your building. For sure, for sure. Unfortunately, injuries, you know, kept you know cut his career short. If he was able Bro, to, you know, thing. You, get a couple I, more I years how in. How young he was? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Yeah. Um, if he was able to get a couple more years in, if he weren't didn't have these injuries, might he might have had a, a solid Hall of Fame case for sure. I mean, you look yeah. at the numbers. Um, they're definitely they were definitely trending in that direction, but uh, yeah, tough tough loss for you know for for the Bronco community uh, losing a guy like DT made some big time plays. You look at uh, the, the play with him and Tebow and, and that wild card game, uh, sending one to the crib in OT. Uh, in this the screen pad, remember this this the game against the Ravens when when Peyton Manning threw seven six seven touchdowns. He took a screen pass to the crib. Yeah, uh, you know he's you know he's definitely you know he's definitely one of those guys like you said definitely one of the most underrated guys in the 2010s um, the, in the NFL. So a uh, tough loss, and you know they did a great tribute. You know, like you said, having the 88 there and uh, classy move for the Lions, like you alluded to as well, declining the penalty. It was it, you know a special moment. Um, and, then, you know, when it comes down to the game, Peyton even flew in, Peyton flew in. Yep. Peyton and his family came in and uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely a special moment for, for, for Bronco country uh, for sure. And yeah, but then back to the game, I mean, it just, I didn't expect anything less. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the, Lions, <laughs> the Lions, the Lions, the Lions are the Lions, man. Uh, I mean, what can you say? Uh, listen, like, I mean, it is, I mean, they're going to have the first pick in the draft. Uh, they're going to get Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, and you, think, you don't think they're going with that with that kid from Michigan, huh? Oh, oh, Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, they could. They could. They could. Thibodeau Hutchinson uh, probably be the number one pick. Um, and then they're going to they're gonna rock out with golf for one more year and then see what's up with Bryce. And uh, the number one pick again and they're going to draft. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. See what's, yeah. they'll see, they'll see what's up with Bryce. Maybe see what's up with Caleb Williams out of Oklahoma. Maybe Rattler comes out and has, you know, plays well in South Carolina and has a bounce back college career. So who knows? But right now, uh, they're just stacking the L's and they're good at it. Yeah, they're, they're great at it. They're great at it. And it's just going to continue to be that way until they get another franchise guy and until that front office gets some stability as well. So, but good win for the, I mean, the Broncos. I mean, again, they're just, they're right there like these other AFC teams that we're talking about. Like one, one moment Teddy is is dirt and looks like you know ass, and then the next one when they're running the football and, and they're able to you know minimize the passes from Teddy, they look like a pretty good team. So, and the defense steps up. Defense is definitely saving them in a lot of these games. Um, if they just if they're just able to get any type of consistent play from quarterback, I mean they I mean they'd be very tough to stop even even in the division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. 
And speaking of Justin Herbert, what a look at CCJ. This is why we're professionals, you know. I know I know you said Justin Herbert last just because you knew we were going into the next game at people. That's what we call a beautiful leading, you know. Learned that in college, by the way. Thanks for that education. Feel me? Um, <laughs> Giants go over to LA and get waxed by the charts and listen. The score was 37-21. <laughs> Don't be fooled. They still the game wasn't even that close, and even that score is not a close close game. But they got bodied. And uh, listen, Chargers are going to make the playoffs. I said that. Uh, and man, listen, I don't have much to take away from this game. I mean, Herbert is an animal. That pass that he had before halftime is one of the greatest throws I've ever seen in my life. Basically, getting hit throws a like a fifty-seven yard dot. To the wide receiver, they end up scoring the touchdown. But you know, CJ, first player in league history, NFL history, to have 30 touchdown passes in back-to-back seasons his first two years. He had 31 last year, which was the NFL rookie record. He already has 30 this year. So you obviously know he's going to pass for more than one touchdown in the next four games, or at least you would hope. Um, So, listen, he's not going to win it this year. Might not even be next year, but I'll put a lot of money on Justin Herbert winning an MVP in the next three years. I'll put a lot of money on it. I'm just saying. So they, I think the most important thing for them is, you know, they have a huge game against the Chiefs this week. That's the Thursday night football game. Shout out the uh, NFL gods for giving us a great Thursday night football game. You know, Finally. Thing too. Yo, the NFL, I'm, I'm going to give you some props this year. You've been annoying over the years, but some these Monday night games, Sunday night games, Thursday night games, the primetime ones that we have to watch, y'all been doing a good job. Y'all been giving us some good games over here. Yeah, so we thought the Bears really- and the Packers were going to be, you know, blowout. I mean, it ended up being kind of yeah, like a blowout. Back fourth quarter, but, up until the fourth quarter. The beginning quarter, of the game, yeah, beginning of the game, it was, you know, back and forth, back and forth, so – uh, yeah, they've they have done a great job. Stop putting game. bears on TV. Amber says, "Listen, you don't <laughs> for now. Yeah, for now at least. Know, listen, until I get no, some no, good no. players and a good. Yeah, I ha- I know it's tradition, bro. But you know what? Sometimes traditions are bad. I if I got to see the Bears play on Thanksgiving one more year, I might just throw up. They have back to back primetime games. The Bears do they play on Monday night or something? I mean, I guess we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, we'll we'll find out. Right, picks, but uh. <laughs> yeah. Amber, let's see. I'm sure you know. I'm sure you know. The Vikings, they, they got to be playing the Vikings on Monday night then because Thursday night's Chiefs, Chargers, the, the Sunday night game is the Bucks and the Saints. So they got to be mm. playing on Monday night, which I'm going to watch because I'm an idiot. Yeah, we um, have to. I mean, we kind of have to. Yeah, but. This, this is also a very good point. <laughs> Um, it, might, it might glance a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it might be, you know, be playing 2K, throw a side eye over there. Um, but, yeah, Chargers have a big game coming up against the Chiefs. They're 8-5. The Chiefs are 9-4. and four. They already beat them once. This game is at L.A. Because, remember, the Chargers went down and beat the, the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Man, if they can win this game, you want to talk about putting a mark on the season, you can win the division now. That's That's a big deal. So no, I don't take much away from this game um, besides Justin Herbert's good and the Giants have the second worst record in the NFL over the last decade, uh, followed by, of course, that team you see at the top, the New York Jets, because, you know, we have a wonderful time over here in New York with our football teams. Like I say this every day, thank God for the Yankees. Um, but for real, 
you know, I, I'm kind of interested to see what the Giants do too. You know, Daniel Jones, they're still trying to kind of decide if he's their guy and he's missed some games, so that makes it even harder on them. So you bring back, you bring back Saquon, which, by the way, I've said many times, I'm good on that. Um, and then – I'm a trader, well, man. He deserves better. Yeah, offensive probably. line is I, offensive line has been ass since Eli, bro. <laughs> you know they drafted Saquon too because they thought Eli could get another ring with Saquon, which is the craziest part. Um, it's weird. It's like the, the Giants, the worst thing for the Giants is success. Like they have <laughs> these borderline years where they'll go like seven and nine, and they're like, "Oh my god, we were one piece away from the playoffs. We got to do something. Let's go draft Saquon." To help Eli win, and then they're terrible. And then this year, they're like, "Oh my gosh, we ended the season really well. We could have made the playoffs last year um, if the Eagles actually, you know, played the last game of the season against Washington." You know what? We we have to go out and spend money in, in free agency and get Galladay and bring in weapons, and they're terrible again. It's like winning is is the thing that hurts them. It's unbelievable. You got Monday night in Chicago. The Nets are saving New York sports right now. You're also right there. You are also correct. Um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. He said, "Unfortunately, poor CJ, man. We're, yo, CJ, we're going. We're going. I, I got an idea, bro. We, have you seen Brady play? Yeah, yes, I've seen Brady play. Well, yeah. listen, I haven't. Week sixteen, the Bucks play the Jets in the Meadowlands. I, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need somebody to go with. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Week sixteen. All right, all right. I gotta see. I gotta see, bro. I gotta see. But uh, I'm gonna keep you too. Definitely, saying, definitely. Bro. You gotta. You gotta go. I see have Tom, to see him man. play before he retires, bro. Yeah, have to bro. do it." I've seen I've seen Tom a couple of times, bro. You gotta go see. You gotta go see the guy. For this sure. man said Jets winning that game. Perry, go to bed. Okay. <sighs> Sorry, CJ. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's all right, Amber. You know, it's, it's my whole life, so it's all good. <laughs> he said it's my, that, that makes <laughs> it even more depressing. Kind of used now, to it. Used to it by now. But yeah, this game. Try, yeah, Herbert is special, bro. Herbert is special. It's gonna come down to Rams Cowboys. <laughs> Herbert is special. It's going to come down to everything around them. It's going to come down to everything around them and how they build that team. They have a solid number one wide receiver in Keenan Allen. Mike Williams made a big-time step. You know, I was a fan of Jalen Guyton last year, who was the recipient of that excellent pass by Herbert that you alluded to in the beginning of the, of the, of the game analysis. Uh, and he's just he's just – he's a beast. He's a beast. You know, I think a lot of people slept on him. We saw Burrow, Tua have, uh, you know, stellar college seasons because they play in the SEC and the Pac-12 kind of gets slept on a little bit. It used to be the other way around a few years ago. Uh, Yo, Pac-12. CJ, can I interrupt you to ask you a question? Yeah. If they redrafted it right now, you think it still goes the same way? Well, I think obviously. Nah, Herbert, 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 Herbert definitely Herbert's number one. one? Definitely, definitely? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. Goes, I wonder. I wonder if the Bengals still love Burrow. Nah. But, I mean, I obviously know he's getting drafted over two. I mean, you would be dumb not to. But I wonder. I, I still do wonder about you know Herbert or Burrow because I'm sure that they love Burrow. But I mean, you do look at Herbert. You're right. That man is a walking cannon. Yeah, and 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 again, he has the he has the arm for that division too. You got to have a strong arm quarterback in that division because um, he gets cold and. Yeah, definitely. You go Herbert Burrow to a, um, if the tables are turned easily, um, even despite Burrow being an Ohio guy. But, yeah, man, uh, he's just uh, – Perry says Herbert top five QB. Hell, yeah. Yeah, right now he's playing like it. He's definitely playing like it. Obviously, you got the two 
the two O heads at the top with uh, Rodgers and, and and Brady. However, you want to slice that. I, you know, I still got Brady one. I've I'm yeah, saying I've been saying this since I've been on the show. <laughs> Brady's still the best. To Brady retires, he's gonna be the best. Um, and then then Mahomes, you got Mahomes there. Now not having the the best season. Uh, not well, not having the season that everybody expects him to have, but still having a really good year. Um, and Herbert, yeah, just already putting himself in that top five category. Uh, now they just have to they have to get in the dance, get some playoff wins. Um, that's that's where your 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 success in the playoffs decides, you know, how great you how great you are, how great you will become. So, uh, but they're eight and five. You know, they've had some some uh, lackadaisical games here and there throughout the season where they've struggled. But if they're able to get this one and sweep the sweep the Chiefs after the Chiefs are going on a nice week, nice uh, multi-game win streak as of late, they're able to you know stop that and win the division uh, with you know Patrick healthy, Patrick healthy, Tyreek, you know Kelsey's healthy. You know that that's that that speaks volumes, man. That definitely speaks volumes. Like you said, they already got one in Arrowhead earlier in the season. So if they were to get that sweep on, on Kansas City. That you know that that make some noise. I think a lot of people will start to you know put put some faith into the Los Angeles Chargers. And then for the Giants, uh, <laughs> they're, they're, and, until until they figure out the quarterback situation, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be the same thing, man. I, I just don't know what you know. Maybe Russell comes around. Bro, he's he keeps they keep coming out with reports that that's one of the teams he's waving his no trade clause for. Now listen, I don't know why. Again, but, I mean, I don't. I mean, again, the offense until until they figure out that O line, I, I don't bro, see why a quarterback would, would want to go there. I mean, I don't see. I don't see why. You know, that, that offensive line has been terrible since Eli. I mean, even when Eli was like playing good foot, like early Odell playing with Eli, like even when he was still yeah, decent, the right. offense the offensive line was still was still trash. So you it's been that's it's been like seven eight years. I like so, Russell uh, Pittsburgh with Tomlin says it. <laughs> Listen, I like that too. Yeah, Tom, I mean, Tomlin, he's good, but I don't know, man. I don't know. They're a little you know, Russell and Najee Harris, though. Uh, I, I mean, Tom, Tom, the Steelers, man. I mean, Tomlin. I mean, I know he's been there for a while, but I don't know, man. I feel like you're not a Tomlin uh, guy. I, I'm, I'm, you're not a Tomlin guy. I think you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm just. You know, I just think everybody. I feel like he he doesn't get the criticism a lot that, that maybe some of these other coaches get. I feel, um, CJ, because... we're gonna get to that game. And I'm saving my criticism for that one. All right, or else I would go off with you right now. <laughs> Facts, but yeah, but for this game right here, yeah, easy blowout. Chargers, they did what they needed to do, and the Giants, they just they're not gonna be good until they get the two things necessary to have a successful franchise. Right. All right, we got the Ravens and the Browns. Divisional, divisional game, big game, important game for both teams. You know, this game, you know, it, it was at first it really wasn't close at all. You know, Browns Ooh. defense did a, did a great job putting pressure on Lamar. Lamar gets hurt in the second quarter, out for the game. Uh, uh, Tyler Huntley comes in, uh, makes makes some good plays, makes some some pretty decent plays. Two hundred and seventy yards leads them back to you know you know cuts cuts the deficit a little bit, and the game looked close and. I'm like, oh man, the Browns are about, to, about to throw this game, and I, I, I can't even imagine the, the type of scrutiny that Baker's going to get if they get this. If they get this L. Colin Cowherd was plotting death upon Baker for yeah, this game. Yeah, easily, easily, and um, but it didn't happen. And you know, they the defense stepped up and, and made some big time plays and big, and some big moments. Miles Garrett had an excellent game. 
you you know, I got to put him right up there with defensive player of the year, him and Michael Parsons, TJ Watt, Aaron Donald, you know, had a hat trick. So, you know, he's always going to be in the discussion. So uh, with all those guys and, you know, big win for the Browns, big win for the Browns. They stay alive. I think a lot of people may be picking them to to win the division. Um, You know, they lose, they lose Kareem Hunt. (laughs) They lose Kareem Hunt and they still have Nick Chubb. They still have a, you know, great, excellent running back. And Baker, if he could just, I don't know, man, just, just ice up <laughs> and just try to, you know, withstand a lot of, yeah, just some of these injuries that I know are not easy, especially being at the quarterback position, taking a lot of shots. If he's able to just stay healthy and just not make mistakes, like though he doesn't have to play hero ball all the time. And I think that's some, I think that's some of the reasons why he takes some of those shots and he puts his team in bad predicaments. He tries to be a hero all the time. Just play your game, bro. Just play your game. Take what the defense gives you. You have you have a really good running back. You have some solid weapons on the outside. You have some some good tight ends. Just be just just take your time. You don't have to be Oklahoma Baker. You don't have to be Texas Tech Baker. Just be what the Browns need you to do in order to win the game. Um, and you know they're gonna have a shot to to maybe win this division. I heard a little bit of rumblings about disconnect between him and Stefanski and the offense Did you today. See the post game. I did. I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see the post game press conference. But I heard yeah, it, was, it wasn't the press conference. It was when they were in the locker room. You know how you know the every all the teams put out the videos after they win of them in the locker room, whatever. Blah blah. blah. Now you can't see everybody in the room, so I don't know if Baker is in there. I'm just saying what was on the video. You know, Stefanski's talking about winning. Blah blah, and he goes, you know, what's the team memo? And he goes, tell us, Case. Like, why would you have? Case Keenum, your backup quarterback, tell the team the team memo. Like, why wouldn't you have, you know, your starting quarterback, one of your leaders on your team, you know, say, you know, what the memo is and and what you guys need to do? Why are you going to your backup quarterback? And especially a guy that you had success with, so everybody's going to automatically, you know, point to that as well. So that was one of the big things that came out of that as well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to get into. I don't know. I don't want to judge that heavily. Because maybe after their games, Case does the little chant, <laughs> and they, you know, he just. I don't know. I have no clue. I have no clue. Maybe he picks a player every week. I, again, optics wise, after a game when we know Baker, we it definitely looks bad. Um, maybe something that the Browns social media probably should have passed on and posting. Um, it probably would have made a lot of sense. You know, I'm pretty sure the fans could have lived without, you know, the, the rally cry after the game. Um, but, you know, anything for the clicks. And apparently, it, you know, it's, it's going to create some discussion uh, throughout the week. But they just have to go out there and just win these games. And it, all of that stuff that we're just talking about <laughs> it doesn't matter. And uh, the opportunity is there for them with the Ravens being just, I mean, the, the injury bug is crazy over there in Baltimore. And, uh for them to still have eight wins is, is really crazy. We don't even know how the how the rest of this year is going to play out for those for, for this team. Even though they have eight, they, who knows what's going to happen? Um, they've eight been wins could be all they're getting. Yeah, it could be. It really could. It really could be, uh, just because they're so inconsistent on offense. And but you know, good win for the Browns. Important win. Uh, what was your thoughts on this one? I mean, we kind of. It, it's listen. It's it's the injury thing that's that's the biggest thing out of this you know um and i think if lamar plays the entire game and and the browns still win it's it's a much bigger story 
But the fact that obviously Lamar goes out and, you know, on a play too, that if you look at it, like nothing crazy really happened. Uh, I believe it was Clowney just chasing after him, went for the sack and, you know, kind of fell back, sprained his ankle or whatever. Didn't look anything crazy, but obviously he doesn't return. In fact, he even got carded to the locker room, couldn't really put too much pressure on it. Uh, they say that he still might play against the Packers. And now, listen, I understand that you need to win these games. But, man, I think I think about sitting him. I really do. I really do, man. Like, you still have that one-game lead in your division. Um, your division hasn't been – you know, this isn't – we're not talking about some cutthroat division here. We just went over how up and down everybody is. Uh, do you do you sit him? Did you kind of take a knee on the game and, and and say, listen, Lamar, if we're doing anything, we need you anyway? Because what, you know, what, happens, what happens if he goes out there and hurts it even more? Then you're really done. What about what if you sit him? Now you're taking the risk, of course, that you know maybe you don't make the playoffs now, but you're not doing anything without Lamar anyway. It's a, it's a catch twenty two. It's a catch twenty two for real. But yeah, it is. Uh, I would think about it. I would think about it. I don't know if I would, you know, if, if if he's getting the all clear, obviously, you know, you go out there and play him. But I think about it for a quick second. And then, you know, like you said, they lose Kareem Hunt in this game. Uh, the Browns, obviously, they still have Nick Chubb. You know, Baker just – I think that's the thing that we've always said about Baker. He just has to do not the extra stuff. Like, just do what you're supposed to do every week. Let the team do what they have to do, and you're going to be all right. Like the Browns are going to be fine if Baker just doesn't make the mistakes. If if you know they can run the game, if they can run the ball with Chubb, uh, and then they can play a little defense. And you know you have Miles coming off one edge. Clowney's having you know a, a pretty decent year. Um, so you just have to do what they have to do. Uh, and you know even going into this week, I think Jarvis just got placed on COVID protocols. I think some other people on their team did as well. So. I mean, it's going to be tough for them as well going forward because obviously you keep losing players. Everything just gets more and more difficult. But it's a good win for them. Like you said, it keeps them, you know, kind of in the race and and still very possible for them to even win the division. Screw the wild card. If, you, if you're them, you should be shooting for the division. You're you're a game back and you just beat the Ravens. So it's this is just another part of the puzzle that you know when we're talking about the AFC North, it just it's gonna be very interesting to watch. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. All right, we got another divisional showdown between the Falcons and the Panthers. It's kind of an up and down game. I just Cam, I think you know, I think we've seen I think we've seen the Cam experiment already. Uh when he came back and he said the I'm back thing and we had I, I was like I was like it's good. I was like it's good for the game. That he's back, but I was like, "How long is it? How long is it going to last? You know, how long is it going to be sustainable?" And you know, one game. <laughs> it looks like it looks like it was only last of one game where he wasn't even a starter. You know, he came in and just uh, was really a fill-in, and you know, had some nice red zone plays. So, yeah, sure, you could look to so many other factors. You know, they just fired the offensive coordinator. Uh, they don't have their best offensive player. So, you know, there's so many other factors, sure, but it's just uh I don't know. This team is this team is like the Giants. It's, they're like the Giants, they're like some of these other teams where it's like they have they have a lot of talent on the roster. They're a talented roster, but they're just they're just missing that guy in the center to really make it happen. They thought it would be Darnold when they made the trade. 
in the off season and you know, that's that's kind of fell on his face. And then they try to bring, you know, Cam in, you know, to be, you know, Superman, pun intended. And <laughs> it just it just didn't work out that way. It just hasn't worked out that way. And the Falcons came in there and, and did what they needed to do. Got a pick six on Cam, sent one to the crib. And then the Panthers offense really couldn't get it going. Somehow the Falcons are six and seven. It's crazy. <laughs> They're still in the race, man. Yeah, it's wild, bro. Um, it's wild. Shout out to Arthur Smith, man. He's trying out there. I mean, they don't have they don't have a lot of talent over there. I mean, they got no, Grady, especially Grady Jarrett's been out. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're losing their number one guy. Grady Jarrett is out. Got guys racing outside in my crib <laughs> <laughs> in this in December. Uh, apparently at least he thinks he is um but middle of december you know should be in the crib you know staying warm but he's a different guy so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the falcons they you know they, they don't have a lot of talent so arthur smith first time getting that head coaching job and for them to be six and seven where they've had some some really bad games and some some wins where it's like how did they win that one it's crazy. It's this guy outside still going crazy. So <laughs> it's just wild, man. What's your, what was your thoughts on, on the game? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's New York wild. City, bro. York that City, is man. the city, bro. People think it's all. Uh, people think it's all. Uh, yeah, they think it's the summer all year round, man. It's, no, no, it's no. Wild. What's that? Everybody thinks it's a Hallmark movie. Everybody thinks the city is a Hallmark movie. Yeah, bro. It's not Home Alone. Lost in New York. <laughs> Nah, bro, let me tell you something. Not all that all. beautiful snow you see, nah, that's all slush in real life. Let yeah, me tell for, you. Seriously. Good let editing. That's beautiful editing. That is <laughs> that is uh that is on set snow. They ain't shooting on location. I'll tell you Facts. that. Facts. I'll tell you that. Um no, nah, for this game, I'll be honest with you. I know it was a 29-21 game, so it's it looks like it was a fun game to watch, but I, I didn't watch it. Um <laughs> this was not a game that I was that I was throwing on. Um, I did see that Cam got benched, <laughs> so uh, you know I had to go on Twitter, you know, say a few things, and then you know, of course, you get back with the oh, well, Cam didn't deserve to be benched, and blah blah blah. He was actually playing good. And listen, the experiment's over. You know, we talked about like you said, you know, everybody, oh, do they resign him back next year? And blah, blah, blah. no. I mean, how many people are you going to pay to play quarterback, too, by the way? They're paying Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton, P.J. Walker. You, you got money for anybody else, bro? Like, well, I mean, Dave Tepper is, you know, is a big tech guy, so he he got he has the checkbook. But, are, yes, but here's the thing, C.J., this ain't baseball, baby. No, nah, I feel got you, a, but Everybody got a salary cap. True, but he doesn't care until he gets it right. Can't blame him. No, no, no. I understand, but I'm just saying you're paying three, four quarterbacks. That's getting into your salary cap margin, which means you can't sign other players to make your team better. So you got to listen. We've said it. If you don't figure out the quarterback, nothing is looks right. You look like the worst coach, owner, GM in the NFL, in NFL history, if you don't get the quarterback right. And the Panthers don't have the quarterback right. And even then they're five and eight. So that's, you know. All right. And again, you think about it, they started the season off three and oh. So eh, how great really was it? Um, but you know, you look at this and 
Matt Ryan, you know, before coming into this year, everybody was talking about, oh, is this his last year with Atlanta? You know, he's kind of, you know, wash or this, that. Listen, they're six and seven. They might make the playoffs. That could save his job too. They could look at that and say, Dude, but here's the other thing. You know, I'm going to contradict myself right here. Why are you going to draft another quarterback when all the quarterbacks coming out, everybody agrees are dog shit? So yeah, wouldn't you just yeah. stick with Matt Ryan for another year at least? They're going to have to. They're going to have to. CJ, how much you want to? How much money you want to bet that a quarterback goes top three though? Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing Pickett. You know, he's getting a lot of buzz right now. QB out of Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm putting gonna, a rack on it. Putting a rack on it. Hey, I mean, you probably. I mean, it's it's the it's the NFL, bro. You know, like you said last week, they always hype these guys up. And you said you said it earlier too. They look they, they, find throw, a way. they threw out to each other while they were wearing shorts. Yeah, yeah. This this is what this is this what they do is what they do. You know, they try to they try to lie to themselves and try to think you know. This is a this is our guy for the next ten to twelve, and it just ends up being a guy for the for two. That's <laughs> ten to twelve months, maybe. Yeah, exactly. It's literally. So shout uh, out Josh Rosen. You feel me? Sheesh. <laughs> you know, you uh, want to talk about not having any luck in the NFL? So, yeah, it's seriously, seriously. So yeah, there there will be a guy. Yeah, top three, top five that are that'll that'll take a spot. A team will take a chance on. Um, but for the Falcons. From a cap standpoint, a money standpoint, they're probably going to keep they're going to keep Matt Ryan for one more year unless the team makes a trade for him, a team like Pittsburgh or something like that. Uh, but I don't I don't see it. I don't see that happening, man. I feel like they roll with Matt for another year. And well, I mean, well, what do you really lose? They're not going to win a Super Bowl next year anyway. You might as well. Yeah, you might as well. I think the, I think some I think fans are probably tired of it. You know, I mean, like I said, he's hey, he's probably he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, you gotta you gotta probably gonna put him in the hall. He has the numbers. He has an MVP. Uh, yeah, he's probably he's, about you know seventh ballot. Yeah, he'll get yeah he'll get in yeah seventh ballot whatever yeah however you want to. By the time by the time he's eligible, yeah he'll he'll get in for sure because if he's still playing, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna have the numbers to to make his case. Uh, he has like I said, he has an MVP so. But I think fans are, you know, I think fans want to see something else uh, from the former quarterback position over there in Atlanta, for sure. But they're going to have to just ride it out for one more year with Matt, unfortunately. It's a tough All life right. out here. Saints in the uh, – yeah, it's a, speaking of tough lives. <laughs> Saints in the Jets – I really I didn't watch this game at all. No. To be honest. Sorry, guys. No. I, know we, I know we're supposed to cover all the teams, but I watched all why, the games. Why would but... you watch it? No, no, no. I don't, so, 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 you can apologize. He's a good guy. Listen, why would you watch this game? Yeah. I'll, why would you watch a, a five and seven team coming in that was on a five game losing streak, I believe, versus a three and ten team, which was two and two, no, three and nine at the time? Why would you watch this game? So listen, don't don't be coming at us for not watching this game. I, absolutely not. Listen, the only reason this game even had a viewer is because it's forced into the New York market. Right. That's the yeah. only reason that that's the only reason it had a single view. Listen, thirty to nine, bro. Je- Zach Wilson out here make like completing like fifty percent of his passes every single game, throwing screen passes like ten yards away from people because he has the yips. Yeah, I'm good. Listen, if you want to watch a jet. Same game, power to you. Yeah, not 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 too much to say. The the Saints ran all over the Jets in this game. Uh, Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara went crazy rushing, and 
the Jets are the Jets, bro. At the end of the day, like I, I've been saying this over the last month, you know, I feel I feel bad. I feel I feel bad for for guys like uh, Zach Wilson and and Trevor Lawrence. I see why I see why Archie Manning did what he did with Eli. <laughs> yeah, um, I see why I see why John Elway, you know, curved the Colts and, and was going to go play with the Yankees if he didn't get traded to go play for the Broncos. So, uh, it's you don't want to start your career out like this, man. Um, I know you want to get in the NFL. I know it's your dream, but it could, you know, if you don't have the right, if you're not right up here, it could really, it could really. Bro, you know. playing on the Jets, Jags, Giants, and Lions. Lions. Yeah, I'd probably right. say start of every game, you're down 12 points. Yeah, man, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's a beautiful thing if you're able to turn, if you're able to be the guys that turn bro, it around. If you can become, if you can, like, especially in New York, you know that, CJ. I mean, bro, yeah. you turn it around here. But, bro, Derek Jeter ain't never paid for something in his life. Now, one, Mariano Rivera hasn't hasn't seen a, a receipt for something in New York City since 96. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. And, yeah, if you're able to turn it around, like, if you're able, if you're able to be the guy that turns it around in Detroit. Really, bro? Hasn't paid for something since that ping pong ball. No, nah, for sure. And but I mean, I mean, not even from like a big market like uh, like New York. I'm sorry, even Detroit. Detroit is a big market, but I just mean from a yeah, football. Barry standpoint, Sanders hasn't paid for something his entire life. Or if you're able to turn that thing around today and, and like for the line, I mean, you'd be a you'd be an icon there. But um, yeah, it's rough. It's rough for, for. I don't even know how to really judge these quarterbacks, bro. These these all these for fields. I'll, I'll say this actually. They're just in they're, right. they're in the worst situations possible. So I'll say this about the Jets. The fact that they didn't have a veteran quarterback on this roster is an absolute disgrace to Zach Wilson. Like they there's a very good chance that this one year they've ruined him mentally. Like possible, very possible. Out of, bro, everybody coming out of the draft said that Zach Wilson wasn't ready to play. And what did the Jets do? Throw him in. People there said that. Yes, I remember people saying, "Oh, he's going to be, he's going to be Mahomes." Aaron Rodgers. Uh, You're looking at the next Aaron Rodgers. That's what I heard. I heard. I don't. I, listen, listen to something. Yeah, I know. Guys. Yeah, I know you heard that too. I know you heard that too. I did. I, I heard both. Yeah, I've heard yeah. both. But I, like, but here's the other thing too. He played at BYU, bro. Like he didn't play nobody. You want I to mean, talk about? I mean, Allen played at Wyoming. This is also true. <laughs> so I'm saying, bro. Like, but, it wasn't like, well, and the Bills, the the Bills weren't either world way. beaters when he got there. You know either saying? way, you ha- why, why do you not have a veteran quarterback, bro, to at least just tell him, bro, tell him how to hold the clipboard or something. Teach right. him. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep, for sure. Like, I mean, they, even they when they had said- Mark Sanchez, they had Mark Brunel there, kind of teaching the ways. Uh, you look at Mac Jones, they got, you know, Belichick. Cap Hoyer in there, just you know, teaching some things. It's just Jordan Love is behind Aaron Rodgers. You had Mahomes behind Alex Smith. I mean, Phil's um, Phil's probably. I mean, yeah, that's a, but, but, but and Foles, even, I feel like Dolan really want to take his thing. job as opposed here's to you know, help him. But here's it's a good thing. experience. And, and I've heard this a lot, and I heard it from Dan Orlovsky actually. The whole point of a veteran quarterback, right, isn't even how to teach you like oh this is how i throw the football blah, blah. it's how it's to teach you how to watch film like film, dan Orlovsky, yeah. they said you know he i can't remember what team he went to you know towards the end of his career he you know he basically had hung it up but some team called him was like bro listen you're gonna be our third string quarterback you're never gonna suit up 
We don't want you to do a damn thing, but we want you to come in every week and teach our quarterback what to look for on film, how to watch it, you know, be an ear for him. Yeah, like another coach. Yeah, and yeah. and the Jets don't have that. that At all. And you know that you should. And you know what that equals? A bad good, organization. Good team. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I was just about to say. Good teams know that they should. But There's just... a reason the Jets have the worst record in the NFL over the last decade. I'm just saying. For and, yes, sure. that does include the Browns and the Lions and everybody. The Jets are the worst. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's just like it's like next year. What do you do? I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna. I don't know if you just change it or you uh, you stay the course two years in a row. I have no clue, man. Uh, no, no, he has to start next year too. He's the number two pick. Oh no, no, no! I'm, no, I'm not talking about quarterback. I'm talking oh. about um, from an organizational standpoint, front office, head coach. Like, do you want to? I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough, man, for See, you know, a young quarterback to go thing. through different changing of the hats from front office to head coach multiple exactly. times. That's the hard thing about judging quarterbacks from bad teams right away. It's like, like he, especially like, uh, like especially the Jets. Like, is Salah a good coach? I don't know. He walked into the Jets. Did we expect the Jets to be good this year? No, but they're bad, and all of a sudden it's oh, Salah's not doing this or that. Like. We all knew that the Jets were going to be trash anyway. What did you want Sal to do? Put a put a helmet on. But it's like, also how, it's also how you play too. True, that that's true. How you play? Uh, how it's, it's a mess, the, man. The, the scheme. You know, you're going to be in Pittsburgh next season. Mark said. Nah, I don't. I don't. I don't see it, Mark. I don't see it, bro. You know, I said that a few times. If that happens, I'm coming on, causing hell. Why would he go, like so? It's just, it's just like, okay, why would he go to Pittsburgh? <laughs> Michael said with Adams. <laughs> now, with I don't Adams? know about all that. <laughs> that might be a little difficult under the cap situation. Yeah, I mean, unless they're getting, unless they're, you know, trading Claypool and Claypool and, and Deontay Johnson are going to Green Bay. After what Claypool did yeah. Thursday, I'd trade him. <laughs> yeah, that, we'll get to that. Well, we will, but I just don't see him leaving, bro. I really don't. I mean, yeah, Mike Tomlin's a good coach, but. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't see it. I'd be shocked, really. I'd, I'd be shocked. But all right, we got a. I mean, another. This game was. I was. This game was sad, bro. I mean, dirt, as you like Chief, to say. Yeah, Chiefs and the Raiders. They were getting blown out early, and then they had a little team meeting and in, in, in the middle of the field, and just continued to get blown out after. You look like you're the team a good meeting. team, Raiders. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing over there. They, they need a lot of help. If I'm Carr, I'm, I said I've said this before. I'm getting out of there. Bro. I'm getting yeah, out of there. He would be. He would be. He would be a um, a guy that a lot of teams would be looking at because tell he, me you wouldn't like he, he would be, he would have Niners, like bro. yeah, but they're yeah, it would be good. But they're good already. They're good already. I mean, they already have they already have something for their future. Uh, with, oh with yeah, Trey, keep forgetting with, that Trey Lance is a person, bro. With, <laughs> with Trey Lance, but uh, he would he would be like Stafford. He'd have the Stafford narrative where it's like, yo, the Raiders have been terrible. They haven't been good. If he goes to a team with the right, a really good team, everything around him is going well. He could just you know play football and not have to worry about head coaches getting fired and uh, players and you know doing making poor decision making off the field. He doesn't have to worry about all that. He could, you know, he could really be a solid quarterback and maybe get a team to a bowl. That that's where that's what's next for him. Um, he ha- he has to he has to leave. I mean, I, listen, I know he probably loves Vegas and loves the Raiders. 
I but, would too, shit. But he has to get out of there, man. It's no, I just don't see. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be what his third, fourth head coach already. Yeah, it's time, bro. It's time, man. I get Where'd out you there. Put him? I th- I think I think Pittsburgh would probably be a good spot. I mean, you want to talk about Rodgers? I think Pittsburgh I like would be. A good, I think Pittsburgh would be a good spot for him. Maybe maybe Minnesota. Uh, Dome, Ooh. good good weapons. Ooh, CJ. Let gonna me tell you. Gonna have to get a good head coach. Uh, gonna Ooh, have to get I a good like head that. coach. Pretty sure those fans are tied to Kirk already. Um, Ooh, I, I think, like that. I like I like I like Carr to Minnesota. I like Carr to uh, Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, how about, about Carr to Carr to the Vikings? Hire the enemy. Yeah, sure, definitely the enemy. Um, CJ, let's start a franchise. <laughs> I think I think yeah, that'd be the best spot. That'd be the best. I think Minnesota is the best spot for him if they get if they get the right head coach as well. They get the right head coach. They have the weapons, a plethora of weapons. You're still not paying Jefferson top dollar. Uh, you could get rid of Kirk. You, I think I'm pretty – like I said, they've seen enough of that. They've seen enough of, of Cousins. Uh, See, he, Corey hasn't, though. He said, he said, what the hell, Carr isn't better than Cousins. Yeah, bro. I mean, I'm going to have to disagree with that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to disagree with that, man. Um I mean, I mean the guys, the guys throwing the elite talent, and like I said, but I also said the right head coach, and Zimmer, Zimmer can't be the head coach for them. But Card checks down more than anyone. I mean, yeah, because who we got to throw to besides Waller? Yeah, he doesn't even have. I mean, you got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Cousin, cousins better than Carr, but very close. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I mean, it's again, I mean, this guy, this guy's throwing to Justin Jefferson, and and. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs before Kyle Rudolph was making plays. He's handed off to Dalvin Cook. Like, what? What is? What does Carr have? This man Carr's on his. Like, he had a he had a couple coach. he had a couple good he had a couple good seasons with Amari Cooper. That's yeah, it. his like fourth head coach, like third GM, and uh, and his and his former head coach suing the NFL. <laughs> and has done great. I mean, he's been he's been good. He's been all right. Playoffs. Look at his stats. I see. I see a lot of his stats, bro. He's he's like I said, he's a solid quarterback. But I I, I promise you, the guy, people in Minnesota are done with him. So I, I I think they're done seeing Cousins. I'm pretty sure they want to see a new quarterback. In Facts, there. Michael Carr does pass the eye test. I'm with it. <laughs> and he's younger. Um, yeah, I think Minnesota's a good spot. Pittsburgh's a good spot. Maybe the Saints would be a good spot as well. They definitely, I think, yeah, those are the those are the three teams right there. I'm looking at would probably be uh, the, the the best options for for Derek Carr if he if he wants out. If he wants out, I would want out. Shit. Yeah, I would want out, man. I mean, one look at the division: Herbert, Mahomes. I just, yeah, good. <laughs> I just don't see it happening, man. I don't see them winning the division um, anytime soon. Unless, of course, some injuries happen or something like that, but they're not going to win the division with those with those guys there for the next decade plus. What so, about yeah, the Panthers? Who are they getting? Pan- well, yeah, pa- pa- you could do Panthers, the Panthers. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Panthers. I'm telling you, bro. Once the Watsons things gets resolved, Cousins. if you don't trade your entire team, you're bugging. Cousins to Denver, then championship. I mean, he's better than Teddy Bridgewater. I'll tell you that. 
I'll give you that. I don't know about champ. I don't know about championship. No, bro. Yeah, you still got to. You, you still got to. Yeah. You still got to see Mahomes and Herbert twice a year, bro. I don't. I don't see championship. Um, they'll be Andrew good. Should suck again and get Bryce Young. I mean, hey, yeah. I, but you see, the thing is, can you out suck the Lions? I don't think you can. That's the nah, problem. I don't think, yeah, I don't think you can. Doesn't matter how many picks you have, they're not giving up that first pick. They need a guy. Yeah, here, here's my thing, right? Here's my thing, though. And listen, I know we'll get into the rest of the games, but honestly, some of these games are terrible, so we have time to do this anyway. If you're, if you're the the Lions, and you know, like you need a quarterback to really get your franchise moving, but you need a lot of pieces because your team is terrible. Do you just take that first pick and trade back and get a bunch of draft picks and fill out the roster more than than getting that one great edge rusher? Um. Yeah, you could. Yeah, if it's a, if it's a quarterback, no. Yeah, but I'm no. talking about this year because there's no quarterbacks. Yeah, right. Yeah. If it's a edge, yeah. If it's an edge rusher, you could do that. That's definitely a possibility. They should. But I know having edge rusher is very important. All the good teams have one, realistically. But. Like, bro, trade back, get two first round draft picks this year and probably next year. Or we get, you'll probably get another draft pick, another first round this year. Probably get one, you know, next year, a couple seconds or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Golf, golf is a good QB. He ain't the problem. Michael, see, now I know you're trolling. Now I know you're trolling because everybody knows <laughs> golf is not a good quarterback. Come on, yeah, Michael. What are we he's, doing? Yeah, he's mid, Michael. He's not, like I said, the Rams got rid of him for staff. Golf is maybe that. top 25, says Matt. Maybe, like Maybe. if he if he if the if he if he was good, the Rams would have not would have never got rid of him. It's I really think golf simple. without McVeigh has and like they paid one them win. too. Yeah, yeah, probably something like that. They they, they went they didn't they went uh, they must have won a couple games with, when he was with Jeff Fisher, right? No, I don't know because didn't they didn't Jared Goff come in like late in the year and they went like zero and seven. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's very possible. That's very possible. I'm inside on a rap. I'm gonna inside on rap joke. You said not top thirty, unlike Middleton, or top thirty, unlike Middleton. Um, uh, okay. All right, CJ. Here's my thing. Do we really gotta talk about the Seahawks and Texans and, and Titans and Jags? I think I think not. I just want to talk about. I just want to ask. You, I just want to get your opinion on the Urban Meyer situation. Oh yeah. See, that's yeah, what I was yeah. ready for. <laughs> Listen, bro. <laughs> There is no way that this man, Urban, has a job next year, right? Like, there's no way. How do you have a job next year? Like, he you know, here's the thing, right? He just handles everything wrong. Like, so the report comes out that, you know, he, you know, he basically said that, oh, I'm, I'm like the only winner here and like made his assistant coaches, um, you know, defend their resumes and this, that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes up to the podium after the game, after they got clapped, didn't even score a point, and goes, yeah, you know, if I figure out who does that, I'm going to fire them immediately. Like, come on, bro. Like, any respectable coach would have been like, listen, I don't want to, you know, I'll do the bill. I don't want to get into rumors. Next question. Like, that's what you're supposed to do, bro. This is not college. I'm telling you, we're spoiled, bro. We're spoiled, man. Like, this is not – like, Urban, this is not college where you're the highest paid person in the entire state. Like, this is the NFL, bro. They don't care who you are. You're you're talking to grown-ass men now. 
They, these aren't, you know, 17-year-old kids that you're recruiting to come to college who, you know, if they don't listen to you, they're going to get benched and then have to transfer. Like, listen, if, if the players in the NFL don't like you, you're getting fired. It ain't the other way around. So, you know, he's probably – and, I mean, listen, earlier in the year there was already bad stuff with him not getting on the flight back from Miami after everything happened. Um, and then, you know, now this and, like, bro – what are you doing? So that's my that's my two cents. That's my two cents. I think that he's not I, – I can't see a world where he's back next year. It, it just wouldn't make sense. Like, I know that they signed him – what, was it a two-year, three-year contract? So, you know, you're going to have to – I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure the numbers on that. I think I think I heard somewhere that, you, that they would owe him $26 million, But – Listen, Khan is like a, a billionaire, has like $7 billion, bro. What's $26 million to you, bro? Let's be real here. That's probably the equivalent of like $200 to the kid. So <laughs> well, let's be real here. But, yeah, Urban Urban got to go. He should be an urban myth. You know what? You feel me? You feel me? You like that? Yeah, that was calm. That was calm right there. Right? right it's time. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's It's – if you want, if you want to definitely, if you want to have an opportunity to develop and make sure Trevor Lawrence becomes your franchise quarterback and has success, you got it. You got to get rid of Urban Meyer, man. It's just hasn't worked out. Look at the situation he did in Cincinnati during the bye week, and then now you're hearing, now you're hearing things about the had the assistant coaches, players. He had the argument with the. Uh, or Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones left oh, the facility. Oh, I forgot about that part, too. <laughs> Marvin Jones left the facility and had to be talked to coming back. Uh, you know, if those things start to get out, especially towards the end of the season, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely getting, it's definitely getting u- ugly there. Khan, I don't know, man. I mean, you know how he made so- his money? I heard it today. Car bumpers. Whoa. That's how he's a billionaire. <laughs> Crazy, making car crazy bumpers, man. Bro. Oh, I hate it here. Hey. Let me let me, let me hey. get a few. You know, you feel me? Let me get a couple. <laughs> Some hey, light. Man. Somehow, somehow he got it. But when it comes to the jag, oh, the Jaguars, yeah, it's, he just ha- it hasn't been great. It's so many, it's so many things. Hey, I think it's so many things. I think a lot of these owners they they feel like you know they could you know transition what they did into them becoming billionaires and try to apply that to an NFL franchise. There's so many different other factors that you underrate as soon as you sign that dotted line. And uh, when it comes to the Jaguars, you know yeah they had that one special season in 2017, Saxonville when they had all you know some talented guys. Look at Ramsey, Boy, Ramsey, Campbell. You know Fournette, Miles, Jack, all these guys and. You know, it just it just didn't. You know, after that season, it's just been downhill from there. And even before that season, it was downhill. Um, and now you get you get a guy like Trevor Lawrence, and with the first overall pick, you bring in Urban Meyer. You gotta learn, you gotta you gotta bring in a, an experienced guy as a head coach that could develop him the right way. Uh, at and on that team, you can't you don't want to harness his first few years in the career in his career taking shots. Getting blasted in the pocket. Um, yeah, exactly. Case in point, um, not not understanding things and what to do in the pocket during film and and things like that, and not putting the right weapons around him. The James Robinson mystery of why he's not getting the, all the touches he got. It's it's so weird. It's so weird over there as to why it's not working. 
Um, and you know, he's the common denominator. He's a common denominator. He's going to go before everybody else. I think you, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, you know, you're going to, he's going to have a head coach two, two years. He's going to have two different head coaches already. So early in his career, but we're the Baker. Yeah, seriously. Um, but you're going to, you got something has to give, something has to give and just everything that's going on. It's just, it's just tough for them to, to keep him long-term, even after the season. It's really, it's really tough. We'll find out, but it's it's certainly not pretty. Yeah, it's it's not it's not like I said. I, f- I feel for Lawrence, man. You know, talented guy, um, and it's just hopefully, hopefully, you just hope they they figure it out because you know if it, if he's able to, if they have a good coach with his his ability and his talent, you know, it just it just creates better football. I mean, it's an division where it's like the Titans. Yeah, they're there, no, and, he's and that you, good. The Colt, you know, Wentz is, you know, Wentz has been solid, but it's really Jonathan. It's really Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I mean, it's really Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, but it's it's J it's JT. You know, is the guy. You know what I'm saying on that offense, Jonathan (laughs) Right, (laughs) and then you know Watson. It's it's clipped over there in Houston. So it's they. You know, they have. You know, they could get. They could get some. They have a shot to really. You know, make some noise, man. And so if, if, if things get right and right now it's, it's not right. And who's to say, who's to say it's going to get right because they've, they had Gus Bradley, they had Doug Marone. It just hasn't had Jack Del Rio before back when they had David Garrard and all those guys and Byron Leftwich. You want to go way back to the MJD Fred Taylor days. Hell yeah. Um, yeah MJD so. might be their best player in franchise history. Oh, right, I would go, I would go Fred. I would go Fred Taylor. I would go Fred Taylor. Definitely. But it's uh, it's it has it's been a while since they've had some some success like that, I should say, and um, hopefully it works out for 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 Lawrence's sake. But last last two games, we got the Cowboys and the Washington Football Team. Yeah, this game was really won by the Cowboys defense. I mean, I think the yes, defense it was. I think the defense did a great job. Micah Parsons. Pff, yeah, guys, guys, an animal, man. Uh, his 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 closing speed is, is something I really haven't seen in a long time. I mean, you, I think the, I think quarterbacks really underrated. I mean, they probably feel like they could throw the ball away real fast, and as soon as they get in the motion, he's he's it's already a sack. <laughs> so uh, he's he's a special talent, bro. And I know a lot of people say he should just be an edge rusher. I think he I think it's better for him to put him in other spots because it makes him more dangerous. Do you? Yes, because. Um, if you if you have him at, if you have him at linebacker, you don't know if he's going to drop in the coverage, or he's going to come and blitz. If you just put him in at the edge, you already know he's going to come come get the quarterback. If you have him at if you have him at backer as well, like I said, he could he could do a multitude of things. I think just just use his skill set. Um, he, I feel like he's that talented where he can do both things. Don't just limit him to one side, um, and just you know constrict him just because he's doing a great job again to the passer and he has a lot of sacks. If you feel like he could be a backer and drop in coverage and Cover some cover. He could, you know, he could tackle some running backs in the backfield. Um, let him do that. Just let him be. Just give him as many opportunities to play as, as possible. You have a you have you have some. It's not like you have a. Um, it's not like you don't have depth at, at defensive line. You have Randy Gregory. You have Demarcus Lawrence there. You have some other. De- you have some other defensive linemen that that have young and stepped up. So you don't really you don't necessarily need him to do everything on that D line. Have him be free. Put him in different spots, and I think it just makes it makes him it makes offenses a, a lot more 
um, scared of him because you don't know where he's coming from. And I think that's a, that's a good problem to have if you're the Cowboys. I um, mean, then the offense has really been, you know, lackadaisical. I mean, really, you, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because of uh, Dak's calf, calf injury. <laughs> the calf injury has really hurt him a little bit. Definitely plays a factor. I don't know if that's what it is. You know, he's not, he's not saying it is uh, probably just to avoid any type of excuse or, or, or uh, he doesn't want to make it a, a distraction or something like that, which I respect. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I mean, they have their guys. Zeke, Zeke is not healthy. Uh, Tony Pollard with the plantar fasciitis injury. Uh, put some new balances on, bro. Definitely. I'm crying. Definitely throw some new balances on. Throw some <laughs> 990s on, and you, you'll be good. I promise you, bro. Like that. Those are the best sneakers for that. And I, I worked that. I worked that New Balance, and I'm telling you, man. All them old people walking in there, and they tell you they have art support. Yeah, the great, great art support for sure, man. I mean, this is not, and we're not sponsored or anything. Maybe not yet, but you throw some newbies and I'll definitely, definitely help you out um, throughout the week. But, you know, he's hurt. <laughs> he's hurt. And, you know, they need him because he brings that different type of uh, element when he's out in the different field. Pace. Different pace for sure with his speed. Um, and in the special teams, we could take him onto the crib we saw as well. So, uh, but that offense right now is, is is really lacking, and the defense has really stepped up. You, last year, if you would have said that, you would have been laughed at. You'd be like, oh, this, you know, next year this defense is going to win games for yeah. for the Cowboys and not their offense. You would have you would have been off TV. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have a job. So, <laughs> uh, but it's happening now, and you got to give Dan Quinn a lot of credit. You got to give him a lot of credit, man. Um, you know, he's kind of changed up the cover three a little bit, and I think a lot of it has to do with with Micah Parsons and you know the guys they have up front. You don't necessarily have to play cover three all the time. You can switch it up, play some cover two, cover two man, cover two zone, and um, they've they've done a great job on that on that side of the ball. They've had some, they've had their mishaps. Anthony Brown, you know, of course, Thanksgiving Day, but Trayvon Diggs as well, being a shutdown guy, stopping some stopping guys on the other on the other side of the football, making plays. Got to give them credit. They could get everything going, both sides of the football going together consistently. They they could be very scary come playoff time. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, I said, oh man, I said in the group chat last night, but Dak has like a like a 32 QBR, I believe, since week eight. So, listen, like you said, if you said last year that the uh, Cowboys defense was going to win them games, you'd be out of your mind. That's kind of what happened. That's that's what's happening right now. I mean, Zeke's kind of banged up. He, you know, we thought he was back after the first like four weeks of the season, but it looks like he's running, as Skip Bayless likes to say, in that Cabo sand once again. Uh, <laughs> Tony Pollard being out definitely hurts them, and then of course, um, you know, they had they they were missing Amari a couple games. They missed CD a couple games, but listen, bro, you're. We, we say it all the time, quarterback play is the most important, and Dak isn't playing very well right now. Now, that's not me being a hater, of course. So, listen, I'm just saying, not not playing the best, but the defense is doing what they're supposed to do, you know? Uh, sometimes you don't have to win strictly based on the quarterback. It certainly helps, I'll tell you that. But, you know, the Patriots have proved that more times than one, uh, that you don't, you know, have to win with your quarterback being the focal point of everything. Uh, but – that I, I do disagree with you though on, on the Parsons thing. I would I would keep him as a pass rusher always. I wouldn't move him off that edge one time. Now I understand what you mean too. That you know, 
makes him multifaceted, of course. You know, he can go out and cover. He can, you know, go and get the quarterback. But, listen, there is nothing more important, especially now with how, you know, big quarterbacks are, <clears throat> that, you know, you need someone to go and get them. And you can, have no, you can never have too many guys trying to go and get the quarterback. Like you said, Gregory Lawrence, if you, if you add Parsons, that's three guys that are out there that can get a sack at any time. So and, – and, and that's the other thing. To have to block all three of them, that's even more difficult because, you know, two of them you can probably double team and then, you know, you move your best – you know, you have your best, hopefully, uh, other, you know, offensive linemen guard the other person. But you got three people. You, so you got one double teamed and and and, th- and two other ones, you know, uh, on a single just normal blocking. Listen, I, I like my chances a lot more than there. So I would keep Parsons, you know, uh, rushing the passer. But I understand what you mean. I mean, if he can go out and cover people as well, because he does have some unbelievable speed. Uh, but he he's I mean he's good, man. He is really really good. <laughs> yeah, man, he's a beast, bro. He's a beast. And then on the Washington side. CJ, you're not unmuted on the color cast. I just got to, you know. Now you're cool. Listen, yeah. you know, things happen when we're live. You feel me? Appreciate you, man. And then, uh, yeah, on the Washington side, tough loss. Oh. Tough loss. Oh. Yeah, man. Extremely tough loss. I mean, they were on a four-game win streak, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, it looked like they were playing really well. And this was a really, this was a really crucial win for them. Uh, still have life, you know, because again, we, like we've talked about with all these teams in, in, in both conferences and how uh, inconsistent they've been. But uh, this would have been this would have been a, a definitely a big win. We're unable to get it done, and it just goes back. It just goes back to the the, the episode title, bro. They just got to continue to control what they can. Which, and- by the way, people, don't ever give me credit for a title episode. This man CJ always <laughs> with the bangers on the on the episode names, bro. Always a good one. Trying, trying, man. Appreciate you, brother. And then Taylor Heineke is going to have to continue to to play well. One, to keep his job next year, and also and, and try, try to get this team back into the playoffs where, you know, they probably feel like, you know, they probably gave Tampa Bay a very competitive game last year. But that was last year. And they have to, they have to, do, they have to do their part this year, and Heineke is going to have to play better. This offense is going to have to play better if, you know, Antonio Gibson fumbling. I think he has six fumbles this year. Got to protect the rock. He's gonna have to hold on to that football. Um, you just, you just at this, at this moment, at this time. I mean, no one's perfect, but you got to play damn near perfect. Um, especially how crucial all these games are going forward in this next month. Matt said the football team is dead. Hey, nobody's dead in the uh, NFC wild card picture. Nobody. Yeah, and then also from a um, you know executive standpoint. I think uh, Snyder's gonna he's gonna sell the team. You think? Yeah, yeah I see the ESPN report. Did you see that? That just I did uh, not. Yeah. Um, when did this come out? This was like uh, what thirty minutes ago. Oh, so. I haven't. No, yeah. I haven't seen. Uh, Washington owner Dan Snyder tried to block an interview with ex-employee who accused him of sexual misconduct. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. On top of the investigation that we we've heard nothing about other than Gruden. Uh, yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna have to sell the team. He's gonna have to sell the team, man. I think it's best. Oh, probably. It's definitely best. Yeah, I mean, you know, hearing the stories, and I think RG three is dropping a book next year or something like that. His, to give his tell all yeah. on uh, on what happened. So, 
Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, man. Um, I think they need to get they need to get that going quickly. They need to get the right guy in there to be the owner. Um, and and they could kind of start this thing over because they have they have do they do have a talented roster and a good head and a really good head coach. Ron Rivera, so. man. Riverboat Ron. Yes, sir. All right, last game, Thursday night football, Steelers oh. and the Vikings. You know, Vikings almost pulled a classic, you know, and this guy says I says Kirk Cousins top ten. I mean, huh. um they <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, bro. Yeah, I don't see Elon it, Musk for Washington football team, said Matt. Yeah, Yo, or, or Bezos. Oh, no, yeah, Bezos. Jeff does. Bezos, Bezos said he wanted to, he wants to own a team. Yo, can you imagine team. Elon owning a team, though? This would man would change the team to the Washington Dogecoins immediately. Yeah, they would have they would have uh you know a whole bunch of AI robots uh, just running around doing Facts. everything. He wouldn't even draft players. He'd be like, bro, yeah. there's no rules against robots. Like, what are you talking about? Tesla field. It wouldn't be FedEx field anymore. Like, uh, it'd be crazy. You know, now I'm rooting for it. Yeah, <laughs> it would be wild. It would be wild. But Viking Steelers Thursday night football. It was 29 zip. 20, yeah, yeah, tw- yeah 20 to like zip. So, yeah, something like that. And and uh, they were getting Steelers were getting waxed. And then somehow in the second half. Uh, Cousins throws a pick. They started having some slow, lackadaisical drives early. You know, quick two interceptions. This game, two interceptions. Not very inter- top ten of him. <laughs> <laughs> two interceptions and uh, a couple three and outs, and the Steelers able to come back in this game. And they were driving, and then the play Claypool gate happens, mm. and you know he does the first down celebration, which takes precious seconds off the clock. In order for the Steelers to try to get at least a couple plays in the end zone, Ben, I can't lie, man. Ben, ben threw, threw a dime. Yeah, Ben threw a, a, a dime to Firemuth, and I thought he was gonna be. I, I thought he was gonna make it, but Harrison Smith made a great play. Made a great play, and and you know just getting punching that ball out, and and that was it. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote, man. A big win for the Vikings. They needed it, and Steelers. Back in the you know with, with with another L, unfortunately. I mean, what can you say? I mean, you look at and this is what I want bro, to I'll talk tell you about. What I'm going to say, bro. I'll tell you. <laughs> I just I just want to say this just real fast before you go. Uh, just with the Tomlin situation. I mean, like I said, I'm you know he's a good coach. Um, you know you can't get spoiled, right? You can't. I mean, you can't just think you know everybody. You could just plug in, plug and play any coach and think it's going to be a good situation. But over the last few years, it's just kind of been mid. It's kind of been all right. It's kind of been. Okay, I mean, you lose to the Jaguars in 2017. You know, we're never able to get over the hump and, and beat New England during the time when Tom and Bill towards the end. Um, you know, you have the Antonio Brown situation. You got the Juju Smith-Schuster uh, situation. Claypool, you know, they have talent. They have a lot. You know, he's dead. You know, Claypool's talented. But I just feel like when it comes to details, situational football, they just don't. They're not. They're not always. They're not always the best at that. Um, like like we saw in years prior, um, when, when he first got there, a lot you know, a lot of Mike Tomlin doubters say you know he took he took Bill Cowher's team and, and won a Super Bowl. I don't. I mean, I was kind of young back then, but you know he did. At the end of the day, I they did. So. At the end of the day, they did win that game. It was one of the best <clears throat> Super Bowl games I ever saw for sure um, against the Cardinals. So extremely back and forth game. But since then, you know, it's been good, and then it's just had it's been all right. And yeah, I know he doesn't have a a season under five hundred, but 
it just hasn't it just hasn't been you know world beater all, all the time. And they had some special they had some special years where they had you know triple Bs and you think you know, you know this team is going to be really good. They're gonna when we get to the playoffs, they're gonna be scary. And they've just been underwhelming. So Steelers is not in their DNA to get rid of head coaches. They've only had three. You know, we talked about this footer only had three in like yeah, fifty like years. years. Yeah. yeah. So I don't see it happening. But this this time right here, now with Ben retiring or or leaving, who knows? Maybe he goes with another team. I don't know. Maybe I think this is it, honestly, altogether for Ben. But um this this is this will really this is gonna be a crucial, crucial moment for Tomlin now. Cause no no more Big Ben, no more Hall of Fame quarterback. Now you have to uh, find find your find your next franchise guy, and who, whoever's going to be, it, it's going to decide Tomlin's future there for the next at least five, three to five years or so. Listen, all I'm saying is, I could not be a head coach, bro. Because if first of all, <laughs> they bench Claypool earlier in the game because he does something. I don't remember what it was, <clears throat> and then late in the game he does that. I'm telling you right now, this man would not see another minute. I would be. He's just too talented to like to bench him, bro. I, he made some big plays coach, throughout the game. He made some big plays throughout the. Nah, no, he made some big plays throughout. Made some big plays throughout the game, but just. Like said, what situational it, listen, everybody football. Loves, everybody loves the player-friendly coach, right? Everybody loves playing for him, and you know. Oh look, we can win, you know, without having to be a hard ass or whatever. Yeah, and this and the stuff like this happens, and then what? You're all of a sudden going to turn into a dis- disciplinarian? Like you, you were just joking around with me last week, and all of a sudden I do something bad. And now you're gonna, you know, you're gonna come at me. They're not going to take it seriously. You, Mike Tomlin is the players' coach. The you know, I'm, I ride or die for this guy, coach. Right. You know, and like, I don't, bro. It, I, oh man. I just watched that Claypool stuff happen, bro, and I can't imagine being on the field with him. And then, and then it makes it worse, you know. After the game, you know, the, the referee wasn't there anyway. Like I didn't really, you know, waste any time. And the ball gets knocked out of my hands, and and then you got big, even Big Ben. You know, let me know if any other other leader on this team would be like, oh yeah, that's not my job to talk to him. I'll leave that to the coach. Not your job, bro. You're the quarterback. You're the one. You're the leader of the team by default. What do you mean? It's not your job to talk to him. Well, maybe if it's a defensive player, but he's a wide receiver and you're the quarterback. Damn right, it's your job to talk to him. So uh, I mean, but yes, yeah, it is. It is being the veteran guy and being the quarterback. But it's it's more Tomlin's job. 100%. Oh no, it is. But yeah, but for yeah. him to just be like, no, I would never talk to him. Why would I do that? What do you mean? What do you well, mean? Well, I mean, because because again, you know, the AB situation where apparently he tried to mentor AB, and you know, we saw how that worked out. Yeah, so. We know AB was off the pack, so <laughs> he was off that CTE. Tough. Vontez, perfect man. Yeah, bro. It all yeah. went downhill from there. Yeah, for sure. For sure, that was a big hit. But yeah, uh, that's that's that really that really wraps up. Week 14. So let's predict some games, CJ. Let's do it, man. Week 14. Let's do it. Ah, it's the return of Saturday football, too. Look at this. Yes. We got Thursday night. We started off with a banger, CJ. Chiefs and Chargers. Who are you going with? 
I think the Chiefs, I think I think they split it. I'm going to go with Kansas City in this one. <sighs> Listen, I picked the Chiefs on Gen Z because I didn't want to lose ground. But if I was truly going with my heart, I'm picking the Chargers. And I'm also going with my heart and not my head here because I just want the Chargers to win and win the division and make me look even smarter than I already am. Uh, give me the Chargers, man. At home, they're playing good. Herbert, you know, taking over the mantle. For, for a season? Hell yeah. Why not? Raiders at the Browns. I'm going with the Brownies here. Yeah, I'm going with Cleveland as well. Hell yeah, CJ. Here we go, baby. Our boys, the Pats at the Colts. Now, yeah. listen, it makes me a little nervous that's it, that it's an Indy, you know, but it don't matter. We're to Uzi. It do not matter because the Pats are going to take away the run game because, you know, Bill takes away what you're good at. They're going to make Wentz throw. Wentz will make a mistake, even though he's the MVP. And uh, Pats are going to pull this one out. Yeah, I'm rolling with my guys. You know, coming off the bye week, I forgot Belichick's record. Ooh, I, I forgot think about the bye. I didn't you know, think about yeah, the Coming bye. off the bye, but Belichick's record off the bye is really good. Have a lot of time to prepare. This team has, These teams have so much history. Go back to the early 2000s with Tom and Peyton. Uh, even, Tom, even Tom and Luck for a little bit. Um, yeah. Had their moments. Uh, you know, this was the team that, you know, accused Tom of the flake gate and it's just so many so many different storylines and headlines between the Patriots and Colts over the last two decades uh, this, this is a good one Saturday night game um, you know yeah of course I'm going with my guys it's gonna be a good game though we got Cowboys yeah, Giants yeah. oh yeah all right, go ahead that's all you take us away we got, <laughs> we got Cowboys Giants NFC East showdown I got Dallas yeah I'm going <laughs> with Dallas too the Giants are just so bad Long neck Glennon, baby. Texans and the Jaguars, snooze fest. I don't care. Give me, give me Houston, man. Oh yeah, give me Houston. Give me the Jags. I think they're weirdly good after Urban Meyer does something bad. I think they've gotten their both of their wins after Urban did something stupid. So, so weird. Why not? Steelers, but Titans. This is not the CJ, by the way. Okay. You know, I, I, I talked about you know the Saint and the Jet game. Listen. Once again, if you're expecting next week for us to come back and talk in depth about the Jags and Texans, wrong program. I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> uh, we got the Titans and the Steelers. I mean, uh, I just don't know what Tennessee I'm going to get. You know, I'm going to look good. Man. Next moment, you know, they look, they look like a lottery team. So. I'm gonna go with the Steelers because it's at home. Steelers, yeah. I, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Tennessee. I'm not confident in that pick, but I'll, I'll go with Tennessee. You know, Just Dolphins that we that we can never remember. You know what our record is because we've picked against each other a lot so far. Oh yeah, we have, we have, uh, we definitely have. Next uh, next season, we got we definitely gonna be more consistent Absolutely. with the picks. I'll make a graphic and everything. <laughs> Facts. Uh, Just Dolphins. I got the fence. Same. Washington versus Philly. Big game for both teams. Big game for both teams. Philly coming off a bye. What's Jalen Hurts' status? You know, CJ, I should probably know Minshew, that. I don't. Minshew Mania? Part two? <laughs> See, here's my thing. I'm more concerned on what's uh, Heineke's status because he got hurt. Right, right. Kyle Allen, yeah. Kyle Allen came in there, right. I think I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm going to go with Philadelphia. 
regardless whether it's Minshew or Hurts. We'll go with okay. Philly. Cardinals and the Lions. Yeah, I got Arizona. That's easy. I got the Lions. What do you mean? Huh, I'm kidding. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. Panthers and the Bills. I got I got Buffalo. Yes, sir. Josh Allen, baby. Bengals and the Broncos. Big game. Both teams. I uh, want to stay alive in the playoff race. Who you got? Give me the Bengals. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati as well. I just trust their quarterback. I just don't know what type yes. of what type of Bridgewater I'm gonna get. Um, but it's gonna be a close game because Denver's defense is really good. Falcons, San Fran. I got San Fran. I do as well. All right, we got the Seahawks and the Rams. This is the game earlier Thursday night football game where Russell Wilson hurt his hand, which led to you know such a disappointing Downfall. season. Downfall. Yep. I'm going to go with L.A., but I think it's going to be a close game, though. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be a close game as well. If Seattle wins this, I mean, they're right in – they're somehow – You know, I did predict them to go on a on a seven-game winning streak. Yeah, so. uh, if they win this one, man, I mean, like, this would be crazy. Hey, they're right there in the playoff chase. You know what? Screw it. I'll go with the Seahawks, and I'll change my pick. I want Russ to succeed. Fair. That's fair. We got Aaron Rodgers going to Baltimore. Against hopefully Lamar Jackson, a hobble uh, Lamar at best. Yeah, give me Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay, baby. A hobbled Lamar and an injured Ravens team. I'm good. Facts. Saints and the Buccaneers. I'm going with Tampa Bay. I just, I'm I just, going with the Bucks as well. I mean, yeah. it's weird though. We got we can't we can't forget here. You know. Saints very good against the you know Mr. Brady. Is that the last game? Was Amber lying to me? Oh no, all the no, way no. down here. Look at that. Vikings no, at the Bears for Monday night. I'll go Min. I'll go Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, like it's the Bears, bro. They're trash. <laughs> yeah, I got. I got to go Minnesota. I just have they're just a talented, but a more talented football team. So. Everybody, that wraps up a wonderful show. A long one. A long one out here. But hey, listen, you know, we have me and CJ have fun. It's like it's like being on Xbox with your boys. We just get to chat, nice. you know? So uh, listen, CJ, tell them where they can find you before we head on out of here. Find me on Twitter at cjames9 underscore Garda Podcast at Garda Pod on IG, cj.james9 on IG as well. Um, and also, yeah, like and subscribe for the viewers that watch us on YouTube. Uh, hit that notification bell for when me and Connie go live and also for any other other Unwrapped Sports uh, podcasts and shows um, that go live or throughout the week. Yes, sir. As for me, uh, Anthony Conover underscore over there on Twitter. Uh, Gen Z Sports do that every Monday, 7 Eastern. Me and my boy Josh breaking down everything from the NFL to the UFC. Um yeah, you can follow. You can find that Twitter, Gen Z Sports. Uh, also, Instagram, Generational Sports over there as well. Uh, obviously, me and CJ do this every Tuesday at nine Eastern. Check us out and listen. Like he said, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Don't forget the Color Cast, everybody. Appreciate everybody in the Color Cast with the comments. The USN fam over there, hoping to grow a lot more over there on the Color Cast, of course. And then Thursdays, I got backstop banter with me. 
And my boy Michael wasn't talking about everything in the baseball world. A little slow right now, obviously, with the lockout, so nobody can sign and things like that. But we make it work. We have fun over there as well. So yeah, color color cast. You guys could find me at uh, C James USN. Uh, yeah, one point five likes in, in this cast, man. I appreciate the support from the USN fam and also for all the other listeners uh, that's been rocking with us this whole year. Yeah, sir, you can find me over there as well. Acon over USN. And I couldn't fit in the whole name, bro. You know, they they, they hating on the longer names out here, CJ. I had to put the A, <laughs> just the A. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. And uh, we will catch you everybody next week. It was a pleasure, as always. <laughs>